his he's name? basically homeless, like he lives in a hobbled together home. But I've lost it because I haven't slept in three days. Hello and welcome to A Prance to the Orchard of Razor Blade Apples. Hello everyone, I am Alex, and beside me today in the Ramjack Studio is Brad. Hello! And welcome to episode 77! Welcome. Brad, come on. We gotta get in the holiday spirit. This is October, friend. I'm here. I'm in the spirit. I've got it. I was just kind of... I mean, our title was there. The title I was definitely like there. A, a, a bad count chocula. Oh, that's where, what that was. That was supposed to be a count. I just thought you I thought you were an olds. <laughs> and, and, I, I, and I was wary that, of you. That's why there was the fear in your eyes. Yeah. I apologize, I friend. I just thought you were being an elderly person. Oh, man. I well, would never... You know I hate those. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do. But yes, welcome to our uh, podcast, guys. Ram Jack. We've got a lot of cool stuff to cover today. We do. Um, I would like to lead things off. Oh, Fred, I've been to the cinema as of late. What have you seen? Took a lot of weeks off. Haven't been back. We did a lot of movie watching in the summer through the spring. Got um, burnt out. Got burnt out on the cinema, man. I'm back in a big way. All right. Saw Footloose Thursday night. Okay. Um, it was awesome. Fair enough. No fair enough. It was awesome. Was it? It was. Okay. There were certain things. I'm not going to get in depth in this. There were some awesome music covers. Mm-hmm. Well, I say that. There were a lot of country covers of non-country songs. Do you remember that song from the 80s, I Need a Hero? Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a slow jam country cover of that. Oh. It's actually, it was surprising oh. to hear. The, the girl has a beautiful voice, really slow, talking about where the hero's gone and why the, why the gods disappeared. Like, close to the, I can't remember the exact lyrics, but it's similar to that. It was raining, and I thought, wait a minute, is this a country cover-up? It is. And later in the same, during the um, school bus race rally. Don't judge, Brad, don't judge. I'm judging, I'm judging. At the climax of that, you hear like a metal riff of like, of the same hero song. It's like, what? It's happening. That was a little over the top. My arms are crossed, and I'm judging you. Brad, there were certain parts of Footloose that painfully and also in a nostalgic way were so authentic um, portrayals of the South. Like, mm-hmm. it was like I was back in Tennessee. I'm sorry. The dialogue was on point. The way it was acted. There was the father, well, not father, but I guess the uh, uncle and or step-uncle of the lead male character. Mm-hmm. So, just, he came, he walked out of Alabama and onto the set of this movie and just was himself. Oh, I was blown away. Oh, crazy Jesus, you're dancing. Well, okay. I remember those. The only- I remember those being a real thing, Alex. (laughs) It is a real thing. Most people may not know that. That's a real thing. Footloose is a real story. It's a documentary, actually. It's not a movie, per se. Um, If I could only have some criticism about the film, there was a little too much Jizo in it. Oh. Like, they didn't need to have that much Jizo in it. Um, and it drug a little bit through the middle. But up the beginning, up through the mid of the movie, and like the last quarter, absolutely amazing. Fair enough. Yeah. More on that later in another way. But guys, I cannot recommend that enough. Me and my friend Ronnie, we went to it, we're dancing afterwards in the aisles. It's just like... I want to take break dancing lessons. All right, sure. I have some friends going salsa dancing Monday. Beyond that, though, 
I also went to the theater and saw Ides of March yesterday. Oh, nice. With uh, George Clooney. Clooney's. Former uh, former uh, World's Greatest Human. Yes. 2010. I, let me tell you, he is carrying on the torch of that. Wow. And honoring the award. Great. And also the show, in a way, I'd like well, to that's, think. That's wonderful. I, I hope, um, just so everyone knows, uh, he'll be passing on that that crown today. Mm. We'll be announcing who's the who's the world's greatest human mm. for 2011. Well, the crown was good on his head because Ides of March was a really good film. Nice. Well, I say really good. It was good. Um, political intrigue. It 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 felt. I mean, it felt more accurate than other things. Authentic is the word I'm bringing to the table today. That's the word right. of the day. It's just real. It's about realism. Dude. It's just real. Kitchen sink drama. It's that's just what, gritty. That's you. That's you. I actually hate <laughs> over dramatic things, <laughs> but it wasn't over the top, and it was believable in the fact that. Um, I mean, even though Ryan Gosling was the guy playing opposite of Clooney, and those are, I guess, very attractive men, uh, some of the interns were not so hot. The mm-hmm. chick interns that were supposed to be like, oh, I'm the chick intern, and I'm going to try to seduce certain people. Not so hot, but it was believable. That being said, most of the movie was, or at least it's it's filmed, it takes place in, the setting is Cincinnati. Oh. They actually come over to Covington. They drive on the Roebling Bridge, Brad. I almost cheered in the in the theater because I saw that my favorite bridge in Cincinnati. It's like, oh, I drive that, I drive over that bridge every day. I mean, spoiler alert, and this is it. Uh, someone has to have an abortion, Brad. Okay. Um, to do that, they have to. They're trying to get to Oakley, if you know where that is in Cincinnati. Okay. Okay. So to do that, they cross the Roebling Bridge. This is the shining part of the Roebling Bridge moment into Kentucky, and then suddenly they're in Oakley. So it's a little weird that they went over, wow. the, they went into Kentucky and then looped around and came back up and off another, uh, gotta over another bridge. Gotta cover your tracks. Gotta cover the tracks. But it didn't make any sense. <laughs> All of us were like, what? The whole theater was like, everyone was like, what? Like, confused. Wow. You won't know this if you're out of town, but just like, how's he picking up that local flavor? The skyline of Cincinnati with the little crown on that one building. I could see certain streets I walk every day. I was like, whoa! It does not paint Cincinnati in the best light. It's or Northern the, Kentucky. It's not a pretty city on film. It's, it's Well, it's not that great a place. It's, it's not that great of a place. It's better than Tennessee by far. I mean, this was its debut. And uh, onto <laughs> in, into Hollywood. Well, there Cincinnati, was, you need to clean up, honey. You need some, you need some work done. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I don't know. Other things need to be done next time someone films here. Okay. Apparently, Xavier was all in it. There was tons of fans of, or I guess, people who went to that school in the theater, and they went nuts when, which was also kind of weird, but... I mean, beyond that, Ugh, pretty I, good story. I'm, I'm glad I didn't go to see that in the theater, because that would have grossed me out with all the people with their local flavor. Yeah. Paul, Paul Giamatti? Mm-hmm. Awesome in it. He's always awesome. Always awesome. Paul Giamatti is always great. Philip Seymour Hoffman, also great in this. Always also great. It yeah. was good. It was real... It was a fun time. I recommend it. Guys, go out to the movies. See stuff. Go see some movies. We will be seeing a movie soon, right, Brad? We will. We'll get back to that. I'm just saying, guys, get get into the Halloween spirit. By the time this episode comes out, we may have already seen Paranormal Activity 3. I will be absolutely terrified in a movie theater um, against my better judgment about what I'm able to handle as a human being in a theater uh, beside Brad watching this movie. Hopefully people will be running, screaming down the aisles again. And hopefully I won't be one of those. I hope you won't, because om- I saw you almost leapt out last time around. He was like, I'm going to go. I'm gonna run with that girl. I'm going to run out of here. <laughs> Take me with you, please. Help me. <laughs> Don't leave me here. <laughs> Halloween's awesome. 
good times. I wish there was more I could do to get in the, the spirit. Have you got a... Well, you're not going to talk about your Halloween costume. Guys, I still need help with mine. Please, someone help Alex. I had a friend text me this morning saying, would it be too soon if I went as a Steve Jobs or a zombie Steve Jobs for Halloween? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. thought, eh. Well, I don't know if it's too soon because nothing is really too soon. It's right? not, but you, you're going to have to deal with so many assholes, it's not going to be worth it. Yeah. Don't go as zombie. Go as just Steve Jobs and be like, I'm a clone of Steve Jobs. I something. don't think you can do any Steve Jobs. Just don't? I think I see that. Not because it's like offensive or anything, but just because you're going to have to deal with a bunch of assholes that are, ugh. You're either going to have bros being like, ha, 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 that's clever. Or you're going to have people like, I can't believe you did that. I like Apple products. Yeah. Yeah. It's Guys, not worth don't it. do that. It's not worth it. It's still got I'm looking out. For, I'm looking out for the listener. <laughs> My God, the full moon. What are, what are we gonna get into? Oh, we're getting into the Halloween spirit for real. Awesome. With a, with an old friend of the show, Mr. Fat Albert. He oh. ha- he hasn't called us for a while. He's been he's been busy. You he's know, he's been busy volunteering a lot. Always always up to shenanigans. That Fat always Albert. up. Uh, but yeah, we watched the Fat Albert Halloween special. <laughs> <laughs> and it was wacky. It was pretty wild. I'll be honest, Brad, like 10 minutes into it, I was thinking, I don't know about this one. No. <laughs> I don't know about this one at all. No. It's it's definitely not as good as the Christmas special. <laughs> Nowhere near. At all. And it almost paints them in a different light. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of just, like, these kids that are, you know, impoverished, but running around um, the city, being the, just being kids, mm-hmm. this seemed more like they were trying to be, like, I could see them, this is pre-thug stage. Like, some of those kids are going to grow up and have a record. And there's yeah. nothing they can do about it. That's, that's, that's just, true. That's just what I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Halloween. It's a time for, for tricks and treats. Tricks and treats? And pranking no fool ones, but, um... Come on. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That one kid who has a... Sh- that's what... I'm going to call him Tiny Shirt because I can't remember his name. I know. His I... name sounded something like Devilin or something. I think it's Devin. It could be. Like, I, I don't know him because he's... I... He's, he's not on the Christmas special, and that's where I know no. my Cosby gets well, from. there's a reason why. Uh, there's definitely a reason why. Because <laughs> he died. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he died. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I think he got killed by a giant. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, giants are real in the vet yeah. out world. But he also, yeah, he's like this little half-shirt thing. It's like bare midriff. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. Tiny sleeves. I don't, yeah. I don't know if he's poor. He's just wearing like an old shirt. Or if that is his fashion sense. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of questions. A lot of questions going on here. So it starts off, they're going to go with their Halloween costumes. Oh, they get kicked out of the Halloween store for destroying everything, basically. Yeah, you don't want these kids in your store. No. They have a whole dollar sixty to spend, which I guess back in, I guess... In 1977 money, that's... That's a lot. That's, well, and in the... well that's, that's still not much, but it's something. It's... <laughs> And by 1970, you mean post-apocalyptic world? <laughs> because, guys, it's yeah. dawned on me that Fat Albert does not take place, at least within our current history. It is in a future history <laughs> where the world is destroyed, but the people are just holding together in these tiny cities. Oh, well, uh, the, that's, those are the slums, Alex. That's Nope, it's the future. That's uh, Giants exist. They don't exist now, Brad. They exist true. in Fat Albert, though. That is true. There, it's How about that? That's a pretty big cemetery. A lot of deaths. A lot of deaths in that post-apocalyptic <laughs> world. They live in that world. It could be. A lot of people die, too. You didn't, we noticed there's a lot of widows and widowers. And... Well, we'll get, we'll get to that. There's some questions about that. 
But yeah, so they go to this Halloween. Well, they go to the I guess general store, mm-hmm. and we who's there? Same guy was in the Christmas special, right? No, I think it's a different guy. He looks similar, but he but he doesn't have the gray hair. Oh, this so, is before he got gray hair. Well, no, I think it's a different guy. Oh, it's same voice and kind of the same face, but a, a bit different. Guys, just so you know, the Halloween special came before the Christmas special. It and did. We're assuming that not only did they get better writers, or at least they found out how to found out how to tell a, a story for a special, but maybe they hammered out characters the yeah. second time around. Yeah, I, I the Christmas special is great. We talked about it before. We'll talk about it again. <laughs> um, but Halloween, yeah, not so much. It's a it's a slow start. There are definitely some wonderful moments, but uh, hmm. also on Netflix, it says it's an hour five. Not true. No, it's like it's like half an hour. Either we went through a time warp, or it's only half an hour long. Yeah. So just just if you're planning to watch it on Netflix, which you can, um, just know. But the important part about them going to the store and breaking everything, especially that ladder, well, I don't know why you put that on top of a barrel. That's a bad idea, kid. Well, first of all, I don't know what kind of ladder, when you step on it, every single rung breaks. That's a death trap. This is a horrible store. Yeah. Those are bad products. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. But, you know, those, those, those fucking Cosby kids, they would had some money. <laughs> they should have just sued that guy. They don't know their rights. Well, I don't guess we don't have law. <laughs> <laughs> there is no government. Um... I even Mm. questioned it because some of the animation is just so bad and Mm. some of it's just they'll put their head down and it'll go through their neck and it's like why (laughs) is that line extended? Well, 1977 filmation was, uh, I mean... Pretty rough. That whole intro where it was spinning around, I guess, just the title are like presented by In the City was spinning. I mean, I thought we were being brainwashed. I wasn't sure what was happening. (laughs) Oh, but we get our first glimpse of the old widow lady. Is her name Bankswell? Or Bankwell. Ah, I'm not sure. Or something like that. Yeah, it's really hard to pick up the names. I, yeah. Also because the audio is kind of bad. Some of the voices are really low. It's Also, there's a laugh track. There's also a laugh track. <laughs> I, I kind of love the fact that there's a laugh track. It helps, <laughs> helps me know what's supposed to be considered funny. <laughs> because I like to imagine that album was filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> Which I often, often like to imagine Ram Jackets does. Yes. But the way they kind of mugged at the camera sometimes, it feels like it's before a live studio on it. And that's what they're going for, and I kind of love it for that. But yeah, Bankwell, creepies, creepy broad. But all, all olds are creepy, Brad. You see, that's what we learned. So they, they came out of the store, and like, ah, oh, it's because old people. Why do old people hate us so much? I hate old people. They're the worst. I mean, they destroyed this world, not me. Exactly. Fuck. I just have to live in it. <laughs> I have to live in their mess. And that, that is pretty much the whole theme of the episode. Yeah. Olds. Olds. And how to deal with them as youth. <laughs> Olds. And what are we going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, so they don't get any costumes, so they have to make their own costumes. Right. Which there's a little bit about them, like, what are you? I'm a, I'm a tiny giant. <laughs> tiny giant. And then they say something. I, I don't know. Russell. The jokes are just, uh, his name yeah. is Russell. Yeah. Does he have a thing with that one, the devil boy's sister? Devlin? I'm going to call him Devlin because I think it sounded like... I'm going to call him Half-Shirts. We'll just go, okay. Devil in a Half-Shirt. Half-Shirt. <laughs> devil in a Half-Shirt. Half-Shirt has a sister that apparently just runs her mouth all the time or has the throat of the world. I thought that was a weird, huh. um, yeah. kind of strange dialogue to... She's a, mal- she's a mouthy one. Half-Shirt, you need to get home. Mom and Dad said you need to be home. It's Halloween. Half-Shirt's yeah. not going home. Well, Mom and Dad says, you need to hurry up and get home and quit these antics. And why aren't you wearing a costume? Everyone else is. You ain't even participating properly. 
bitch, please. <laughs> I got to get some candy. So Fat Albert's like some kind of fat superhero. It's like Fats. He's well, he's like I think he's just Super Fat Albert or something. <laughs> it's that simple. Because I think it's an F A on his shirt, so he's just Fat Albert, but with a cape and. I thought a mask. it had like a weird lightning Z on it. Yeah. Bad animation. I just <laughs> I couldn't tell what's up. I love how things grow and shrink in size. Mainly Fat Albert. Yeah, Fat Albert. I, he's. Uh... I don't know what he's made of, but. It's like a stretch Armstrong in there. Well, Alex, um, after the apocalypse, uh, there <laughs> some was some of the terrible, mutate. terrible mutation. Is that why the one always wears like a hat to cover his face? Because he doesn't like the marks. It's just it's the scarring. It's yeah. the scars. It's the scarring. Radiation burn. Yeah. That's why he only has two teeth too. Mm. Mm. Mushmouth. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn it, Brad. <laughs> so there's like a clown kid. <laughs> They don't know if he's dressed as a clown because he's a normal clown. I mean, okay. Right. You know what I mean by oh, that. I but our audience is automatically confused. Yeah, it's like Cleopatra 2525 world. <laughs> um, they're not sure. Is he, is he like is he like Cregan or is he just like a Halloween clown? Because sometimes you don't know. And he jokes around a lot. Like on his day-to-day basis, he's a, he's a clowning around. Right. Half-shirt's half shirt main thing is he wants to pull some pranks. Because mm-hmm. it's Halloween, and it's time to shake things up with a lot of tricks. I, I guess he's not so much into the treats. What about the tricks? We never see them go trick-or-treating. No, we don't. They but, have some candy at some point. But they get, like, a lot of candy. We just skip that part. We don't need to see that. No. Let's, let's, get, to the, let's get to the meat of it. Yeah. <laughs> so these kids have crazy costumes. Half-shirt, like Brad said... Decides to target olds with his pranks and shenanigans. He hates those olds. He's like, you know what? Fuck those old people. And Fat Albert's like, excuse me, uh, half shirt, but I don't think it's right to target olds with our uh, Halloween trickeries. Oh, come on, Fat Albert. <laughs> How can someone so round be so square? <laughs> Best oh, ever. One of the most wicked burns in this episode. <laughs> In a, in a television show completely based around Wicked Burn. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that's... So that one brings the heat. <laughs> they decide. Half-shirt's like, you know what, we're going to do it anyway. I'm going to try to be de facto leader until I get killed at the end of this episode. The first old they go after is the theater dude. Spotlight Jones or something Spotlight like that. Spotlight Jones, that's right. They go see a movie that involves some kind of like octopus from outer space. They're all terrified. Right. It might as well be Paranormal Activity 2 or 3 for them. Yes. They are loud, though. Super loud. The entire film. Disruptive. Yeah. Popcorn. Fat Hour gets so scared that he sucks his glass through the straw. <laughs> which I thought was an impossibility. <laughs> well, his mutant powers do, uh, they, they give him some abilities that, you know. At first, I wasn't sure what he did. But <laughs> is, is he a magician? Is he, did he go as a magician instead of a superhero? And they're all in their costumes, and they're just... Running amok. But Flashlight Jones gets his name because that he patrols inside the theater with a giant old flashlight. And it's like, hey kids, quieten down. Which would make, if any ex- theater experience was like that, would just make it the worst. Mm-hmm. The second someone finds a flashlight, all yeah. you need is a dark room and someone say, put the phone away. And that's all you exactly. need. Exactly. Hey, put that phone. I can't even. Shut the fuck up. Oh shit. Shut the fuck up and put that phone away. Oh, oh I'm yes, sorry. Sir. Thank I'm you, sir. sorry. I wasn't talking to you. Enjoy the show. Enjoy your movie. But it was different in the 70s, apparently. Yeah, it was a different world. It is a different world. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> they had to use up all their energy rations to run this movie theater. And this man is hated because he uses batteries in this flashlight. Right. He's just wasting energy. Oh. And this guy hates children, let's be honest. Well, obviously. So Who doesn't? They're going to get him. So what they do is, during the climax or during a scary part in this movie, they unscrew 
the, the head of a mop and they drop it on him from the balcony and it lands on his head right when he's about to shine that flashlight on someone's face and all he hears on the screen is monster squid no and he goes ballistic he gets scared he throws it and then you know caught in a prank oh it terrifies all of them at one point they, they just go from seat to seat because i mean you can scare the flashlight spotlight guy but i mean that's not going to stop him from his rounds i mean no. it was like a, you can't stop a second of like oh <gasps> Wait a minute, who, what kids are making noise? And Fat Albert has shrunk down to the size of, like, <laughs> I don't know what, but he's stuck in the seat, peeks out from 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 it as it comes down. I'm not sure how to no. explain it, Brad. I'm not sure how to explain it. Was it was bizarre. It was bizarre. So uh, they get kicked out of the movie theater. Yeah. Ah, part of their Halloween plans, Dunzo. They got kicked out of the movie. What are they going to do now? Let's just, let's go do a little bit of trick-or-treating and then get home. Half shirt, you got to get home now. You need to get home now. Look, you gotta get home. Mom and Dad said you gotta get home now. Not done. I gotta terrorize some more olds. But, but what? Um, guys, okay. It was fun in the Octopus movie theater, movie screen, and that was great. Loved it. Um, maybe we should get home and enjoy all this candy we got. Um, and just kind of losses. Olds aren't that bad if you give them a chance. What are you talking about, Fat Albert? We got olds to terrorize. Shut up. <laughs> Shut your filthy mouth. Shut your filthy mutant mouth. There's olds here, and they're going to pay the price. All right, my bad. I didn't mean any disrespect. <laughs> we're going to fucking clockwork orange on Because <laughs> that's how we roll. So who's the next guy that they the next, terrorize? The next is our, uh, is our old friend, Mudfoot Brown, in his shack. <laughs> Slash freezer. And <laughs> why is his door a refrigerator? I don't remember how they're supposed to scare him. Well, I don't think they had a good plan, because um, our boy Halfshirt... Rolls up to the door, and like it like jumps in and like does his like ghost scream, but he gets scared by a headless man. Oh, it's Mudfoot putting on his nightshirt. Yeah, Halfshirt is just he needs glasses or something. He just can't really see anything. Yeah. Just looks like a. Ooh. Well, you see, see Alex. Uh, the biggest bullies are often the biggest cowards. Wow. What he's doing is he's 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 masking his own insecurities and his fears by attacking others and in his, this case no less defenseless the, the elderly population huh. of the uh, post-nuclear apocalypse world wow hmm. I mean when you're you're right Brad you're right that's all of it I mean that's that's the moral that's of the story done so <laughs> Mudfoot Brown this is a this is my favorite scene because it's the most insane trick or treat Mudfoot trick or treat <laughs> Fuck that. How about a trick, kids? And he just starts taking candy from all their bags. And he's, like, taking all of their candy. While he's telling them a story about how it was in the old days. He's like, you kids, you know, you got these, your individually wrapped candy. That's crap. Fuck it. We just had crap in a bag. <laughs> you haven't experienced Halloween until you've had a, a lint-infused cookie. A lint-covered cookie stuck to a gumball. Uh, Half-chewed. Half-chewed with a razor blade. It's like, this is a bad... You don't... Why is a kid's cartoon telling kids that it's okay to have candy that's not individually wrapped? I think that's the biggest question. And that's something you couldn't have gotten away with after 1977. (laughs) Say in 1978, I'm pretty sure. You couldn't have had a character that said, yeah, the real way to celebrate Halloween is to have unwrapped candy in a bag. The old-fashioned way. That's the best way. Yeah, and this is also when we realize why these kids hate adults so much. If they're not running them out of the movie theater because they're terrified and they don't understand what's happening. They're trying to get out. Them. Just get out. Um, they're also trying to steal from them steal, and yeah. install unnecessary fear inside of mm-hmm. them. And also turn them off from candy, one of the sweetest, best things ever about Halloween. True that. Old suck. 
the worst. I, you know, it is interesting that maybe that's why my foot brown is living in a shack with a refrigerator <laughs> door. It's because he ate a bunch of uh, lint-covered uh, death candy. Yeah. Before the nuclear apocalypse. Yeah, before the war. So he steals all this candy from them and sends them on their way. And so at this point, they're like, okay, well, you know, maybe we should just call it a night. We've had good times. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Mm, half shirt's not going to have any of this. They haven't, they haven't scared Bankwell yet. But half shirt, mom and dad says you got to get home right this instant. What is this her going back and forth? Is she running home? He's not coming. And they're like, we'll go get him. What's happening? What is this family dynamic? That is weird. Because what? I mean, she's a child on Halloween. Isn't she trick-or-treating? Yeah. And if, and, if it's, and if it's not good for him to be out, why did you send the younger right. child out to go get the older child? She's maybe scheming to get the brother home because she doesn't want to be she doesn't want to be there with the parents. Oh. Or he he may not need to be home. She's just trying to get him off the streets because she knows what kind of delinquent he is. Mm. Trying to save them olds. What if she's working for the olds? What if she's working for the olds? I didn't even think about that. I didn't even oh. realize that could have been that's, happening. That's a that's a thing. It, it would make sense. She shows up before and after every one of their pranks. What mm. if she's an old in disguise? <laughs> Whoa! What if that's her mutant power? <laughs> Mouth of the world. She was alive before the war. She's the oldest out of any of them. Tricky, tricky bitch. Well, she's not too tricky, and I don't think she's that savvy. Because if she had the guts, she would go up to Bankwell's house and knock on the door. All right. No. Are you serious? And she's gone. Yeah. Half-shirt calls her out, and she's like, bitch, please. <laughs> I don't care. It's an old. It's an old person. It's not like they're... Well, yeah. Who knows what's going on? Who knows, yeah. I will say whenever we see Bankwell's house, when they're because they go to the cemetery and freak themselves out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the kids tried to scare each other. That's when they originally devised the plan. We're going to scare everybody. Um, but they keep, like, just panning over to Bankwell's house, and what looks like a skeletal evil creature just comes up in the window mm-hmm. and stays. I don't know yeah. what that's about. It's like that Crypt Keeper by your neighbor, yeah. neighbor's place. For a second, I mean, it was yellow and not red, but I thought, oh, he's back. So she just rolls in. They close the door behind her. Little Giant goes with her, too, though. Doesn't he go up and, like, hold her hand when they're going up to the door? Which I thought, like, oh, okay, a little bit of romance in here. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Fat Albert. So they wait outside about 15 minutes. They still haven't come out yet. They're going to go, they're gonna have to go get them from, from the evil, creepy Miss Bankwell. So the first thing they try to do, obviously, instead of knocking on the door, we're just going to go in through the chimney. Right. That's gotta get on the solid roof. plan. Got to get on the roof. Solid plan. And they end up, like, ripping her, uh, um... I guess the rain duct? Yeah, the gutters. Yeah, gutters. And rips it off. Just destroys it. They, they just destroyed this woman's house. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Kids. Now you know why the adults hate you and your little gang. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, why did they think they needed to go through the roof? I'm assuming they were trying to get into a window, but it's never really explained. No. No explanation. I mean, I infer they were trying. Oh, I guess they're going to go through the chimney because they're crazy children and they don't right. understand how the world works. That Albert's not getting through that chimney. No. Well, he might. He could get in that chair. That's true. If he can get into that chair. If he can force a, a cup through a straw and then shrink himself, he can definitely get into a chimney. I, I, wanna, I want Fennel's powers explained better. <laughs> Why does everybody walk weird in this television show? Like, they do. The, the weird, like, walk. jive animation walk. You think it's the radiation? You think it's oh, because they're affected by yeah, it? It's definitely the radiation. Oh, man. Oh, poor kids. Can't get through the roof. What's the next best way? Oh, I think he just ran through the door. Yeah. I mean, don't try a window. Yeah. If, you, if you can't get through the roof, probably all the other... You just gotta go <laughs> through the door. Just go through the door. Ram it. Uh, second best plan to get into a place is always the door. Yeah. Oh, the doors are wide open. Stumble through. There's a crash sound. Thankfully, no one's hurt. Of course, Half-Shirt 
he's too scared. He's not too going scared. Ahead. Freddy cat. Freddy he's, cat. Oh, he's just waiting outside. I'll, I'll check with you guys later. Bring, please bring the body of my sister back. But what's inside, Brad? What's happening? Well, it's just an old lady. It's got candy and soda and treats. It's just just happy to have some visitors. Yeah. Though I do have to say, Miss Bankwell looks like she could be Mr. Bankwell. <laughs> I'm just saying that maybe, just maybe, Miss ba- Mr. Bankwell killed his wife and then dressed up in her clothes, Norman Bates style. She does mention how her husband died. Right. Everyone's a widower or a widower, because that's it's the harsh reality yeah. of Fat Albert world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, post-war, a lot of stuff happens, man. Ooh. So yeah, she gives him candy, and they're like, oh, you know what, you're pretty alright. You know what, maybe old people in general aren't so bad, even though the other two stole our candy and kicked us out of the movie theater that we played good money to see a film of. You're alright, we just stormed down your <laughs> door and we, uh, we just forced ourselves upon you. We destroyed part of your house, so. Yeah. Um, you know what, we're gonna come back and clean up your yard. Yeah, you know, as a thank you, next week, all the guys are gonna come clean up your yard. You know what they're gonna do, Brad, they're gonna destroy that woman's house. Oh, they're gonna fuck it Because they're up. incompetent, they're not gonna, they can't do alright, let's mow the yard, let's get the... the <laughs> lawnmower up on that balcony. Why does he be on the balcony? Well, that's where we're starting. Let's rake the leaves. Hey, why don't we burn the leaves? Oh, no! Everything's on fire. This Bankwell's dead. Oh, fuck. What have we done? What have we done? Oh, God. How do we cover this up? Somebody get mud <laughs> Well, everyone, uh, I think we've learned a valuable lesson today. When you commit a crime, the most important thing is not to try to cover it up, because sometimes it just gets worse, and many people die. Shut up, Square. We gotta hide this body now. I'm not going to jail. There's too many bodies. We ain't got enough time. Run away. Just run away. I can't run. <laughs> Have you seen me? <laughs> I barely amble. <laughs> and other than that, they go back. They find um, Half Shirt. Just like, what happened to you guys? Freddy Cat, you should have went in there. The old woman's all right with us. What old are all right? What? Olds are the worst. Well, you know what you should do? You should change your attitude, because we've all learned that's not true. Also, get the fuck home. I'm serious. We're all serious oh, now. Oh, fuck. I'm not you worried. You need to get I the don't fuck know. home. I don't know. I don't to get home. Listen to me. What am I Listen worried about at home? Quick, Listen to me before it gets here. <laughs> He's going to kill you. And about that time, <laughs> at that point, we see a giant. A real giant. Like a mutant giant. Like, clearly 13 feet tall, maybe? Easily. I don't know. And just built like a freaking brick wall. And he's yeah. giant. A giant. Huge. And his hand goes, and I think just... Crushes the... Crushes, <laughs> crushes him. Half-shirt's head. Yeah, it's like... It's, his hand is as big as Half-shirt's head, neck, chest, and uh, torso. It just grabs him. And that's apparently Half-shirt's father. So... That's sad. <laughs> He's dead now. He's dead, sis. He's like, definitely dead. Like that, that crushed, the giant crushed him. His f- giant father crushed him. Yeah, and that's that's what we learned from Fat Albert. I mean, at that point, it's like you know what, guys, let's just go home. It's been. A I think the lesson there. is uh, maybe trust old, maybe don't. You can't trust anyone. Don't trust anyone until you you know them better. Get to know people and then make your decision on whether they're dangerous or not. Because mm-hmm. friends can be enemies. Nice old people may actually be stealing from you. Yes. And some other old people, even when you go the extra limit to make their life worse, destroying their home or invading their property and or just crashing their house, Mm -hmm. they might be the nicest of all. 
they might have also murdered their wives and taken on their identity and are trying to lure children to their house. Yeah, and your parents may kill you. And your parents will probably kill you. But you know who won't? Fat Albert and your friends. Stick together, kids. Because you're the o- they're the only hope you, you that's, have. That's all you've got. That's all we got. That's in this. all you fucking got, kids. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! <laughs> it's that easy. Yay! Friends, uh, it's been a while. We just opened a refrigerator door and found ourselves in a shack. A shack that contains the Situation Room. It's so good to be back, Brad. It's nice. Brad, I got a situation for you. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll try my best to solve it. Brad, you are in a position of power. Okay. During a fierce campaign. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. You have become president. Yep. I'm ready for this. United States. I'm ready for this. All right. Bully. Great. I mean, you have experience. You're well-read. You're versed in what it takes to be a president. Oh, defo. Welcome to the office, sir. First order of business, a UFO has just landed on our uh, greens outside. A, a what? A U, an unidentified flying object. Okay. We don't, we can't, like, it's not the Russians, it's not the Chinese. Um, Is it a kite? Not a kite. Okay. Not a kite. Pretty sure it's not a kite. Okay. Extraterrestrials are inside. Oh. They have... How do you know this? Are you one of them? I'm pretty sure I'm not one of them. How I, sure? How sure? <laughs> Brad, I'll be asking the questions on this. I'm, I'm setting this up for you, friend. <laughs> Um, I'm leery. The aliens have something they would like to run by you. Oh, okay. And our nation. But right. we run it by you first. Um, all right, we're going to take care of a few things. Just as a just an offer of goodwill, um, uh, we would like to give you enough gold to clear all of your nation's debt. They like to give me personally that amount of gold or my nation that amount of gold? Nation. Okay, just checking. Well, everyone's debt. Everyone's debt will be wiped. We'll have so much gold. Well, if they gave directly to me, then I think it would be my choice if I cleared everyone's debt or not. True, true. I could just be really, really rich. All right. We didn't think about that. I am an alien, by the way. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Sniff that out pretty early. <laughs> Clever. I, that's why I'm the president. Yeah, I, well, you know what? We underestimated you. We're going to give you enough gold to solve all your nation's problems. Okay. Thank you. I mean, don't even think about how if we gave you so much gold, it would devalue it as a material. But that's that's oh, fine. Only, only if I let on that I had that much gold. Very true. Quite true. We're going to clean all the water and air of the world. All of it. Well, what do you mean by clean? Clean it. Get all those Carthagens out of this atmosphere in the water. I, I feel that like plastic that. island that you think exists out in the ocean? Gone. Gone. All I, that trash in the ocean? I, gone. I'm going to need you to really label out the, the cleaning process because I feel like you might destroy a lot of ecosystems no. in the process if I don't have a better handle on no, what no, you No, 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 no. We're going to clean. We're going to take all the impurities out of everything. Wow. What does that mean? Well, we're also going to give you clean energy. Clean, renewable energy. Okay, all right. You can run anything on it for a long time. Well, in- indefinitely. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. You think you're interested? There, There is a small price, but you probably not going to even know. Oh, what's worth? We need all of your country's black people. We're? We got a deal or not? Um. Look, we're going to take care of everything. Mm-hmm. All the money you could ever want. We're going to clean your planet up. What are you doing with our black people? We're going to... Well, that's not really... I. What, did I also mention we're renewable energy? Like, indefinitely? For everything you would ever want? I need all your black people. Thoughts? Feelings? Um, How about it? I'm gonna say no. We only got about five. No. Really? No. Just from the hip. From the hip, no. From the hip, no. 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 Really? Can't do it. You sure? Yeah. This is your first term as president. There's a lot, there's a lot you of questions. You wanna get reelected? There's a lot of questions. I think I've got the black vote after this. 
Is that going to be enough, though, sir? Uh, it's, yeah. The whole world's going to be gunning for you. Because we're going to tell them. We're going to tell them. Fine. We'll just let it out. Well, why don't you go to another country see if you can take some of their minorities? What if we took it to your people? What if we took it to your people? And then they were like, well, oh, president the... didn't want to do this? Fuck it. My, the people? Fuck. They'll probably go along with it. Do you want to take that risk, Mr. President? Yes. I'm good. All right. Okay. Sorry. I guess we should have gone to another country when we first landed on this planet. Good luck, Mr. President. We're keeping our black people, all right? <laughs> we can't just give away James Earl Jones. Is that, was that the real, was it that tough? It was just like, well, James Earl Jones. <laughs> I mean, I could lose some, but not James Earl Jones. No. Can't do it. Why? What's the, what's, give me the rest. What's the, what's the. Well, Brad. What's you, going on here? I just gave you a situation that's famous, or a classic situation, called uh, the, space, the Space Trader's Dilemma. Mm-hmm. It was actually a short story written by a Derek Bell. He did so many things. So there's not another twist on this? No. no okay. African, this is an actual story, though. I will tell you what the actual answer is, because okay. you were wrong. You I, were absolutely incorrect. I was not incorrect. In Derek Bell's story, you can't to prove me. a point, okay. the United, now, it was a little different in the fact that Derek Bell, his aliens went to the entire country and said, look, USA, we'll give you all these things, just give us all your black people. And what did the United States do? They went with it. Oh, uh, just like, yeah, when do you want them? Yeah. You want them now? Definitely. We have all their addresses right here. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You can't trust the majority of people. Yeah. Now, Derek Bell was making a point. But I wanted to see if, if you... I wanted to test you, Brad. I wanted to make sure. And you know what? Flying colors, friend. Because I don't think I would do that. Of I, course, of course not. you wouldn't do that. You can't make the decision for someone else to give up their lives. Of course not. No. Even if you're going to solve all the problems. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Because you're know solving... The, the you're solving... I'm still a little weary about these solutions, you crazy aliens brought I mean, to the yeah, table. I mean, needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, but... Really? I don't know about but that. But you don't get to make that call. No. You don't. You just don't get to make that call for people, no. Well, in his story, they all voted together. Like, the well, okay, majority won. And well, see, that's... The that's majority yeah. was you know. Hispanics and whites. Yeah. Well, that's a different thing. That's going to bring out the worst in people. But if it's one person that has to make the call, well, not, not going to happen. Good job. Good job, friend. You, you, you just think I was going to go the other way? Wasn't sure. What did you think the percentage was, Alex? <laughs> percentage of what? What do you think percentage I would go the other way? Oh, I, I knew you wouldn't let me down, friend. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't let me down. Mm. Thought it was an interesting, an interesting tale Fair to uh, run by you in this Hollywood. So what? Season. So a story? What? 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 What goes down with the rest of that? Is there, is there more? No, that's it. They give them that, and then the whole, the twist in that story is they go along with it, and you're supposed to think about the consequences. Like, well, do the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, stuff like that. Okay. Jerry Bell's parable one. Racism and equal treatment. I want to make sure there wasn't wasn't crazy uh, M Night Shyamalan twist there at the end. But it turns out. But it turns out that um. It turns out the black people were behind it all along. <laughs> they won it off of this rack. The aliens took their mask off <laughs> and um yeah. What? Shame on you. <laughs> that would be awesome. Gotcha. See, I knew you were all racist. <laughs> Yeah, that that is the twist, Brad. Yeah. Thank you for uh, putting That's... a twist on a classic story that actually makes that would actually be better. <laughs> gotcha, Sarah Palin. Gotcha. <laughs> she was the first one in line. That bitch. Take him. Take him. When do I get my gold? <gasps> gotcha. Really, Sarah. Brad, I I apologize to you because I'm going to hit you up with another situation. Oh wow. Right back to back, and I know you're still reeling from the last one. Yeah. A lot of thoughts, a lot of a lot of things that may make you uncomfortable. It's fine. Think about it and work well, through them. It was a very hard situation. It was well, alarmingly simple. Well, okay. Um, I, I kind of question you asking me about it. I feel a little weird about that. 
No, no, he doesn't feel weird. Um, real quick though, uh, situation. Mm. It's your turn as a, uh, a co-host of Ramjack. Who will be the greatest human? <gasps> who wins the? Award? Is it that time of year already? It's that time of year again, Brad. Uh, don't even pretend you don't even know. Oh wow! You've been tweeting and Facebooking about it. It is. It's time for the world's greatest human. It's time to it. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, we've had a lot of nominations. Who's in the running? All right. I'm gonna go through the nominations and we'll see what we've got here because this is the first time we've had the Facebook group to really, you know, to get some to get some people. Should um, we go? Let's go back over who's won it so far. Yes. Uh, in the first year, of course. Uh, Megan Fox won for her amazing contributions to humanity. Hands down. Best um, human that year. Best human. World's greatest human of that year. Really. In every in every fact, she really embodied what it is to be the world's greatest human. And I think she 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 did her job magnificently and she brought respect and honor to the title. Yeah. She was followed up last year by uh, your pick, George Clooney. George Clooney. Amazing job. Phenomenal. Never you, let me down. I'm so proud of him. Oh, he was great. Brad, it's your turn. It is. Um, so I've I've asked some you know for some help from from the listeners. Who they think you know so they can give some advice. Who they think might be the world's greatest human. Um, I'm gonna start off here. We got a list of people from John Pernasek. His suggestions: Amy Poehler, Amy Sedaris, Tina Fey, Kristen Wiig, Rachel Maddow, Adele, Maria Bamford, Julie Klausner. A lot, of, a lot of good picks in there. Interesting. I love Rachel Maddow. I love Amy Sedaris, but she has started doing a lot of downy commercials mm-hmm. or some kind of Tide Woolite yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't I don't know about that, honey. Also love Amy Poehler. Tina Fey, not a chance. Nope. Kristen Wiig, possibly. Oh, but I don't, I don't know if they have the... Uh... Uh, everyone's in the running. Everyone's in the running. Well, they have a chance, and thank you for bringing those to our attention, Jonathan, but let's be honest, those women's they didn't have the... Like, okay, George Clooney... Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. I mean, those are in a whole other yeah. bracket of people. Yeah, that's they're the world's greatest humans. I just don't know about that. We've had a couple of uh, recent uh, nominations. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Matt has is a nominated Paula Dean. Matt, you're denounced and rejected. <laughs> now, now, Brad, let's not be so. I mean, it's his pick. It's his nomination. Paula Deen does gross me out, though. Um, that is your nomination, but you're wrong. You've made an incorrect nomination. You've, you've done it wrong. Butter on everything? No, we do not. Paul Mackey has nominated Zoe Deschanel. Oh. Zoe Deschanel, okay. That's a, that's a respectable nominee. She had a new TV show. Yeah, wonderful actress. Wonderful actress. Couldn't make it as a singer, but, you know, went back hey. to it after she got some money from acting and, you know, does a pretty good job. Sure. Isn't she and him, her band? You have no idea. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's she's very foxy though. Yeah, quite. A and embodies embodies many of of the of the skills and aspects we look for in a world's greatest human. You know, I think I think she might. She's only the right. Oh, she's in the running. We have oh um I nominated uh, Aubrey Plaza. Oh. From Parks and Rec. Yeah. Because she's wonderful, and I would like to run away with her. I've never seen her stand up. Is it funny? She's wonderful. Oh. Okay. Always. Always. Well, we got, we know one of the uh, great. Are one of the criteria for world's greatest human is they have to be wonderful. They have like to the be word wonderful. wonderful has to come to and mind almost immediately. There's, a, there's a something. There's something. They just have to embody a world's greatest human in so many ways. Some many are indescribable. And I think I, she's got. She's definitely. She's, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. She's got something about her. There's something about that kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claire um, can't nominate Dick Tremaine because that is a man. Yeah. That's also a fictional character. Claire, That's, come on. She'd also like to nominate Denise Bryson, who is also a man, 
Uh, that's just David Duchovny in drag, and also a fictional character, and he's a sex addict. That, that we, we can't have we can't have sex addicts running about being being nominated as the world's greatest human. <laughs> well, I mean, Claire has her own criteria, you know. Yeah, we're not gonna judge. I'm her not gonna say there could never be a sex addict. I mean, I mean, if it Matt turns out if butter. it turned out that Zoe Deschanel was a sex addict, I think we could forgive it. If Aubrey Plaza was a sex addict, I think we would definitely forgive it immediately. Time out. Can we confirm or deny that either of them are sex addicts? Because um, that could play a role. That, that could, could play a part play, in the. Uh, that, could play, that could sway some things. That could sway some. I'm votes. not sure which direction it would sway it, yeah, but it would, know, sway it, it, would, they, it would sway. It would sway. It would definitely. There would sway. be swaying. Uh, she also nominates Elizabeth Berkeley. Oh. Hmm. Huh. Elizabeth Berkeley. Of, I say by the Bell fame, correct? Yes. And also, of, of, of Showgirls. Oh, fame. of Showgirls fame ah. as well. Wow. I also hear that she likes to eat dog food. Also eats dog food. Uh huh. But like. Also Just like a random right, thing happened right. when she was a kid. Also, her and Dale Cooper did something terrifying in a swimming pool. Yeah. And. But innovative. Innovative. She's yeah. an innovator. She's an innovator. She's an innovator. Probably. She may be addicted to sex. Not that that has anything to do with the fact right, he could be right. a, a world's um, best human. You know what? You know what she is also? What? She's the world's greatest human. You did it! Welcome! You found her! Elizabeth Berkeley, you're the world's greatest human of 2011! Congratulations, ma'am. Oh. You, you've done such a great job embodying all the things we look for in a world's greatest human, and we're so happy to have you amongst the ranks. Welcome. Take the crown from Mr. Clooney with pride. You have earned it. And he will give it gladly, because he is a wonderful gentleman. Indeed. <gasps> we should have a lunch with everyone. Oh, we should. Like, we should get together. We should get them together. Oh, that'll be grand. <sighs> the world's greatest human luncheon. <laughs> that'll be that'll be nice. That will be that'll be. All. I cannot wait. Uh, I can't wow. wait! I can't wait till next year when we find out who the next world's greatest human is. I love that it. I mean, it was hard for you to make a choice. It I, was. It was I, very difficult. Even going through these again. Whew, so many great options. So many great options. I almost thought you were swayed her a little bit, but nope, ah. nope. You went with your heart. You right. went with the right choice. Indeed. Congratulations, Miss Berkeley. Love your work. Congratulations. Wow. Welcome aboard. Alex, we got a lot of excitement today. Tons of it. But you know what's more exciting? Hmm. A visit from our pal, Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China, never met it before. Who cares? I agree that nothing nothing could brighten my day more. Oh, what could? So we've got uh, an episode today, uh, it's called The Contract. Alex, yes. you're going to do a synopsis for us. Yes, and I will try to keep it under a minute, as always. All right. Don't know if I'll succeed. I failed the last two times, right? Eight. Maybe four or five. I can't remember. It's okay. It's it's okay. It's all right. Do you feel ready for this? Do you need a minute? I'm going to try my best just to go from my hip. All right. Well, we're going to go in five, four, three, two, one, go. Guys, this is another very special episode of Belvedere. Um, Kevin has his prom, so he's going to go out to that. Before he can do that, he has to sign a contract with his parents that if he gets drunk, which is not going to happen, he should call them so they can come pick him up. Kevin gets drunk. Parents go get him. They can't really be mad at him because they signed a contract for some reason. So he goes up, no consequences. He's going to go out again tonight because he's not grounded. Goes out with his friends. What happens? Gets drunk again. He likes wine and champagne, which I can't fault him for. You know what? Grounded. Horrible. You're a bad kid. You can't do anything. Um, but he feels bad. But Belvedere tries to uh, give him a talking to because they're afraid that he might become alcoholic, which, let's be honest, he probably will be. And Belvedere reaches out and gets through to Kevin, and Kevin realizes, maybe I don't have to be drunk to have fun, because that's why he was doing it. He was getting drunk so that he could talk to people and be more courageous. Um, at the end of the episode, Kevin is not going to become an alcoholic, and all is right with the world. Belvedere. 
59.1 seconds. Whew. Whoa. But you didn't mention my favorite element. Of the I episode. didn't mention it on purpose because okay. I thought, you know what? I normally get sidetracked and I normally uh, kind of veer from the main plot because I want to get as much in as possible. I'm just going to go with the main storyline. And that was enough to get in barely under a minute, Brad. All right. I was sweating on that one. All right. But yeah, there's there's more to talk about in this episode. Yeah, there is. This was a great episode. It just gets better and better. Yeah. This was, this was a very special episode. <laughs> Let's not forget the last week. We talked about pregnancy, teen pregnancy, which is a very serious thing. Definitely. This week we talked about something else very serious. We, yeah, we talked about uh, we talked about underage drinking. Underage drinking. Oh, I'm just gonna throw this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, George and Marsha are pretty cool parents. Okay. I kind of think the contract thing, even though I have mixed feelings about it for the obvious reasons, for the '80s, for its time period, it's like, look, my kid's gonna drink. It's his prom. I mean, that's just going to happen. No, no, not all kids drink. We didn't. Oh, I don't remember you drinking at our prom. I didn't. Um, but we were different. I mean, different I, I wouldn't have a chance to drink at the prom. I was too busy being the, the head of the prom, <laughs> stealing the show, being the big star, being mobbed by people. Yeah, but, I mean, kids are going to drink alcohol, apparently. That's mm-hmm. just some kids do that. Right. So, look, kid, if you would get in trouble, which you shouldn't, because we don't want you to drink alcohol, but if you do, peer pressure is a hard thing. Sign this contract. Tell us, promise us that you will call us so we can come and pick you up so you'll be safe. Right. That is being pretty responsible as a parent. Right. I will say the one thing I have fault with is the contract itself. Because that's just silly. It is kind of silly. Why can't you just have an agreement with your child? Hey, if you do drink, uh, just call us and we'll come and pick you up and give you a ride home. Why is this paperwork involved? Well, I mean, it's the same thing for any contract. Let's, let's take marriage, for example. Hey, if you fuck other dudes, that's not something I'm cool with. We're married now. We have this big ceremony, and you have a ring on your finger to prove it. But you were talking probably on the specifics of this particular contract. Yeah, I'm sure I would say the... to a broader range, I apologize. Well, I'm just saying the fact that I just don't understand, like, it means nothing. Why can't they just, no have, why can't they really just talk to their kid? Why can't they have a better communication with their kid so they don't have to sign paperwork? Nah. It's just Marsha getting on lawyer fantasies. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to boil it down, yeah. She's going to be That's... doing a lot of meaningless contracts when she becomes a lawyer. Right. Why not start with my kids? Start there. She'll research it in the library, and she'll draw it up and bring it home. Yes. I will say this. It's interesting that Heather rolls up on Mom when she's doing the contract, because Kevin is the good kid, even though he was arrested once in a mall for a spray paint. <laughs> yeah. For, and he's just really impressionable and just... And what's Heather done? Why is she the bad kid? Why are they mean so mean to Heather? Didn't Kevin also go out with a hooker to go get to the city? Ended After- up running the car into a yeah. river and then fucking the hooker? Yeah. Because Mr. Belvedere paid for it? He is not the good kid. He- Kevin also, like, uh forged his grades because he was afraid of driving. Kevin is not the good kid. No. Heather got grades that weren't even as bad as Kevin's forged grades one time and was grounded, snuck off to a concert. That's all she's ever done. <laughs> That's the worst she's done. Yeah, really. The worst. I don't know why Kevin... So she... But her line the to other, mother... Yeah, they're her terrible parents. But her line to, to Marsha was, if you're letting him sign a contract, you're going to make me get a notary anytime I have to go out on a date. It's probably true. It is true, though. She needs... I need to keep an eye on her. The problem isn't so much the boys. The problem is coming from inside the house. It's inside. It, the boy is inside the house. You gotta watch out about that incest. Is what you gotta worry about. You think the contract was actually Heather's idea? And she was just saying that in a larger group to kind of throw off the trail from her? Wow, you have to have him sign a contract? I'll have to have a notary when I'm dating. Just so everyone knows this wasn't my idea. Just so everyone knows uh, it's going to be really hard for me to date. I'll be at home all alone, Kevin. Just so you know. How about when they're taking the photos of Kevin? It gets so creepy, guys. Guys, I mean, 
all joking aside, it's a little weird now in Belvedere. Yeah. It's, it's almost like they're foreshadowing it. It's almost yeah. like it's we're going to have a very special episode in a, in a season or two. Something is going to happen between those two kids. Something has happened. Some, We've yeah. seen it on, <laughs> on the show. Yeah. But yeah, Kevin, is he signs the contract. He's ready to go out. He's got the corsage for his date. They pull out the camera, which is terrifying, yeah. with the weird attachment flash. But it's like one of those old flat cameras. Yeah. I can't remember what kind of film went in those, but I had one of those as a kid. Oh, yeah. But the flash is, like, huge and giant. Yeah. And little Wesley, he doesn't know how to work it. No one does. He tries to blind his sister because he desperately wants a pet, like a dog. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I've blinded you with the light. Maybe we'll get a dog now. Ha, ha, ha. Wesley T is, is going to be a serial killer. Well, he's already... A- yeah, <laughs> I mean, like he is going to kill humans all the time and feel no remorse. No, none. He can't. He's un- he's incapable. But they have the camera out, and I guess like every prom or like every one of these like special teen events, they gotta get pictures. But it's just the family. It's not even like his dates there. It's yeah. just like, oh, our son's going off to the prom. Well, let's get a picture of. Uh, uh... How about we get a picture with Heather and mom and in mom. a picture together? Yeah. yeah, with with Kevin. All right, now one with just Dad and Wesley T. All right, now one with just Heather. All right. Oh, Belvedere can get in there too. Belvedere can get in there. Belvedere's real quick, just like you know what? I probably get him with everyone on the block, and like, all right, Belvedere, I get yeah. you proved your point. We don't. We shouldn't be taking all these pictures with my kid. It's weird. It is weird. Super weird. Why is Heather in pictures with? I love that it was so. It's well, like why? Because it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like, hey, how about you and Mom and Heather getting a picture together? Why? All right, Mom, just a little bit to the side. Okay, move out of the frame. I, I mean, in, in over that way. Yeah, okay. Now let's get another one, Heather, and button your top. All right. Um, uh, Kevin, look like you're having fun. All right. And, like, you guys yeah. can get closer. It's not like you're strangers. Hey, just put an arm around. Hey, Dad, something. that's a weird direction. That's... Um, I need you to... I need this to, to be normal and not, not weird anymore. It's weird. It's so weird. So weird. Yeah. So Kevin goes off, cut to a few hours later. Uh-oh. Ah! Guess what happened? George had to go get him. He's drunk. At least he called, though. He did. And that is the thing about this. I mean, he did everything in the contract. Right. The, you, when you have a child, the, the <laughs> even though a lot of corporations apparently approve this whole contract scheme, which is touched on for a second? Yeah. Like, I don't know what's... Is, is Budweiser just like, oh, Anheuser-Busch recommends that all parents like... have their children go into a binding legal contract <laughs> so that if they do drink, and they are going to drink Budweiser, um, that they're going to call their parents. I'm just guessing this was probably home? this was probably like the big news item on like, you know, your 60 Minutes and your Donahue's. Yeah, and there's a reason the why it didn't go beyond the 80s because we never had to sign a contract. Well, right. wasn't there like some kind of promise thing? Well, we had Jesus stuff. Though. We had Jesus stuff like, like, hey, you're not yeah. gonna fuck on prom night, which is weird. Have you ever heard of those things where like kids, like kids in like first grade or kindergarten, will send notes to seniors or even freshmen will send notes to seniors? They're like, hey, don't fuck someone on prom night. I look up to you as a role model. Did you know this is a real no. thing? No, this is a real thing. Ugh, isn't that fucking gross and That's weird? Horrific. That is horrific. Hey, I'm a kindergartner. Do not make sure you wear protection when you're on your prom night. I don't know what that means. Here's a picture of a kitty cat and a mailbox. <laughs> Ta-da! I also like oranges. Have a guilt trip that's not real because I don't even fuck you're a kid. What the fuck? I don't even know you, Who kid. are you? Look, Who the fuck are you? These kids look up to you. You should probably not fuck on prom night. What is... Why... If these kids' uh, opinion of me is changed by whether or not I'm having sex on prom night, these are weird fucking kids. So weird. with messed up priorities, by the way. <laughs> Eleven year olds, man. Weird priorities. They are just. I was like backwards talk. <laughs> no. 
But yeah, there's a reason why this contract didn't didn't live on through the 80s because it doesn't work. It's basically giving your kids permission to drink, which they don't want to begin with, the adults. I, I mean, I, can, I, sound, I don't think it's a bad idea. Oh, no. I mean, I understand how it could be a good idea. I just, again, I just come back to the idea of the contract. Yeah. It's just, you should have better communication with your kids. Or trust. Just like, yeah, it's like, all right, you just know if you go out and you get dr- drunk, just call me so I can pick you up. Yeah. That's, nope. That should be, and it should be as simple as that, and that should be understood from from uh, the beginning. I don't know why we're making special allowances for prom nights, or why we're putting paperwork involved, and why we're signing to it like it's some, like it has any sort of legal meaning whatsoever. Like, what is the fallout if he got drunk and he didn't call? What's, mm. what is, wow, what is that? Well, Brad, I think you need to reference the movie Footloose, where that happens. Mm. And it sends a whole town into chaos. Oh, so there's that. Oh, That's oh. the answer to your question, sir. Well, town and chaos is what happens, I guess. Ah, it's just, it's fucking weird. It is weird. And why, where was the talk before with uh, Kevin about alcohol to begin with? Because mm-hmm. it almost seems, especially when we get further in the episode, that this is the first time he's had alcohol. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, I tried champagne for the first time, and you know what? I didn't know if I liked it, so I had a lot of it, and it was pretty good. First off, where's he had a party with a lot of champagne? Yeah. Because I have, I mean... Adults, mm-hmm. um, we enjoy libations every once in a while. Sure. I've taken champagne to parties, and if you have a group setting, one bottle of champagne does not go very far with a lot of people, even if you give small no. amounts. So they must have had access to lots of champagne. Yeah. How did that happen? One bottle of champagne usually uh, is is what covers this apartment for Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I'm the only one drinking it. <laughs> so what's that about? What's that about? Indeed, a lot of alcohol at this party. Uh, but I do love that Kevin isn't drinking beer, he does go for champagne and wine on the second time. Right, he he's, trying to be, he's trying to be a classier fellow. And he likes red wine. Who, who can blame hey, him? Red wine's good. Go for it. I like champagne better, though. I, that's also, like, well, I sure, felt more connected sure. to Kevin. I was like, oh, he's a champagne drinker. That's like me. I like the bubbly <laughs> well, stuff. Who, does, who doesn't, though? It's... I know people who don't like champagne, and I think they're weird. So it's the next morning. Uh, Kevin's worried that they're going to be mad at him for getting drunk. No? They're, they're fine. It's like, no, hey. totally fine. It was your prom. You called us. That's what's important. We're still, we still feel a little weird about this because we're your parents. And we didn't really think out the whole thing about the contract anyway. And we never really talked about alcohol, but we should have maybe. But you know what? That's fine. But hey, you know, at least you didn't kill someone with a car. Hey, you got drunk for the first time. I bet it was a weird experience. Hey, Belvedere, help him out. Get him some toast. So I'm not grounded? I can go hang out with my friends this afternoon? Sure, have fun. Yeah, great. Oh, a couple hours later. <laughs> Another phone call. <laughs> Kevin, you're getting into trouble, buddy. Uh, so it's like afternoon, evening, early evening, and Kevin is drunk again. He wasn't really sober the next morning. No. Guys, first off, let's rewind, Brad. You skipped over <gasps> a very huge, oh, awesome did part. I really? Oh, I cannot geez. believe this happened, dude. Wow. It has. Back well, that train. Well, up. okay. Also, the night before, when he before he went to bed, he was crazy. I mean, he was just really happy go lucky. Kevin, we've never seen before. And even little Wesley T comes down, because Wesley T's a night owl. He just is up right. doing shit. He comes up and he's like, oh, are you drunk, Kevin? Typical. Hey, have you thrown up yet? Just intrigued by the whole idea. Heather's down in a robe because she sleeps naked, apparently, or mm-hmm. in very in something quite scandalous. She's waiting for her brother. And she's, like, taken aback like, Kevin? And I think you even joked before. It's like, because, okay, we went right with this incest thing, but... Make sure he gets into his room, because he's getting up in Heather's room, and something is going to happen, and Heather is not going to stop it. She might have orchestrated the whole thing. She planned this. She paid for the champagne. <laughs> she was her 
champagne. She bought crates of champagne yes. and it's just like, seniors, enjoy. On the, on the, what is she, a freshman or a sophomore? Yes. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> From your mystery sophomores. <laughs> From your mystery sophomore, sister, I mean, friend. XOXO, heart. <laughs> Love me. But okay, so so they go to, and the next morning we've already so been next over. morning, yeah, yeah. Kevin, he's got a bit of a hangover. He's feeling rough. The second he comes down, though, he makes a beeline for the refrigerator for some reason, just to get ice because his head hurts. Well, he's not the only person making a beeline for the refrigerator. I know. That's oh, uh, Heather rolls into him and was like, Hey, Kev, do you remember anything about last night? Not a whole lot. Kevin, do you remember anything about last night? <laughs> What happened? Brad and I lose it. Brad and I were not prepared for this. No. We were not at all. What do you mean? Does he remember anything from last night? Why would you be particular to like immediately just shoot up to Straight to him. I mean. Takes it right to him. Do you remember anything that happened last <sighs> night? Tell me you don't. Tell me it wasn't just me in this. Are you in this with me? What is this? <laughs> She's even confused. Is this true? Is this real? Did he remember? I'm assuming no. I, I don't I can't remember what he said. I, I think he says, first off, like, yeah, I don't remember a lot from last night. Then I remember coming home. Ha ha ha. He's, he's not sure what's real and what's a dream. He'd be uncomfortable. What's a magical dream. He'd be uncomfortable if he knew that that happened. I mean, come on. Come on. You remember when he threw her on that couch? I dancing. I he. I mean, Kevin with no inhibitions is a pregnant Heather. <laughs> so many things. I mean, it's not like. I mean, we we pick up all these things and make more fun of it to make the joke funny. But dude, the evidence is mounting it here. Is mounting. It is. It is something that's almost not a joke at this point. Yeah. It's a horror. It is a Halloween <laughs> horror fest that is Belvedere. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I. I, I honestly, if we had an episode where they made out, I would not be surprised. Something's gonna happen, and those kids are going to kiss on screen. I'm calling it. <laughs> Somewhere in these five seasons, those kids are kissing on screen. We joke, we kid, again, Brad. I think you may be right. And what happens off screen? Oh, those kids were obviously, uh, there was, there's some connection there. Ooh. But yeah, wow, but as, yeah. To go continue the story, he goes. And that's the episode, guys. Yeah, that's that's all you need to know. Six out of ten. Never before. Yeah, so Kevin goes out to the movies with his friends later, and he gets drunk and makes an ass of himself at the theater, a jackass, his mom calls him. Mm. And then they're in the parking lot, continuing to drink this red wine, this sweet, sweet red wine. Mom grabs him, takes him home. Ouch. That had to be embarrassing for him. Oh, your mom is picking you up. Searchlight Johnson was pissed off. (laughs) They were were mucking around in that theater. Baby screaming in the hallway again. There's a child in the hallway screaming. It's not a squirrel, Alex. I hope you, I hope you realize that this time. Thankfully, I didn't hear a knock on the door either this time. So that's good. So, uh, we, so this is our this is our Wesley T making a making a comment about advertising. Why do these alcohol ads advertise towards the young people? That's social commentary. Who are the writers on this show? Hmm. They're making good points. They are making good points. By the way, you feel this my my Joe Camel pencil pencil cup over there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got you, Brad. They got me. They got me. I can drink as long as I call you, right? No, time out. First, that was a specific contract for the prom. Kevin, we need to have another contract drawn up, which wasn't ready by the time you got back, because I was putting in some more, you know, like, sub, small we print had, laws. We haven't had anything notarized today. Yeah. So, yeah, mom's slacking on her homework and Defo. her extracurricular activities. Defo. But, yeah, no contracts. They're like, dude, you blew it. You can't drink. You're grounded, sir. <laughs> so, Kevin's in his room. He's taking down his trophies. He's like, ah, my life is rough. This is unfair. I followed the rules. I just had some drinks. What's the big deal? 
I love when he takes down, because Belvedere comes up with him, because they say, Belvedere, the parents say, look, it's over. We're, Kevin can't go out, he's grounded. You need to get all the alcohol out of the house, too, because we're afraid that he may become a lush or may see it on his own. Belvedere says, like, well, I got something I want to do with it. I got plans for the alcohol. Because Belvedere likes a nightcap every once in a while. Belvedere likes to party. Just like to Belvedere likes to party with a seal. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing it's completely natural. So... Wesley's taking down all his trophies, saying that is, is, is Eagle Scout badge? That's the thing I was going to say, because the Eagle Scout thing, because he says, yeah, I followed all the rules, and Belvedere didn't know that he was an Eagle Scout. He's like, I know you were Eagle Scout. He says, yeah, yeah, I got all the badges. I was eagly and scouty. Also boring. Nothing ever worked. There's no re- I, I'm just a big loser. I'm just a big loser. I'm a I'm, big old nerd. I'm a big old Poindexter nerdo. The worst. Belvedere rolls in little little drink card. He's like, hey, let's have some cocktails. He was like, no, 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 no. I'm grounded. I'm done. So I don't, I don't, I don't want this. Belvedere starts mixing up some drinks. Yeah, he's like, let's not do. Look, if you're gonna drink, drink correctly, not the sloppy way the Americans do. Let me teach. Some you, let me teach you to drink a man. <laughs> but Kevin doesn't want to drink. What's going on? He's bummed out, man. But why? Kevin loves to drink, right? He's he's a very self-conscious boy, and it's hard for him to, to talk to girls because he's awkward, you know. It's hard for him to talk to anybody, really, because he's awkward. But when he drinks, it loosens him up. He's not as self-aware of what he's doing. He he opens up a little bit more. Girls, people he wouldn't normally talk to, open right up. Girls, he wouldn't ask to dance, goes up, starts dancing with them. He wouldn't even dance with them normally. One girl in particular. He he just wanted this. He wanted a chance to talk to her, and he couldn't. But with the with the booze, he had the chance. He had he had a little courage. Mr. Belvedere sets him straight. Hey, listen up, Kevin. You can't find courage inside of a bottle. It's inside you. It's always been inside it's you. It's always been inside of you. And that's the lesson. Kevin's like, no, not for me. I'm a loser. I'm a schmuck. These trophies don't prove anything these, to the contrary. These trophies mean nothing. <laughs> this brother's like, hey, why don't you call her up? She'll never talk to me. I would never have the, I would never have the confidence. Call her. See what's up. Maybe she doesn't want to talk to you. Maybe she just likes you when you're drunk. Oh. Calling him out. Belvedere knows how to play these kids. Oh, and he does, and he calls her. Answers. She's like, hey, what's up? He's like, you want to go out tonight? Tonight, babe. Not in a week or whatever. Now I'm like that. I'm, I'm just cash like that. It's like, I don't make plans in advance. Bitch, you want to come out or not? We partying or what? She loves it. She loves when a man takes command. Right. She's dated the whole football team. She can't find a, a man there. One at a there. time. One at a time. I mean, one at a time, but she made her way through them, and none of them were... Right. potential real candidates for, like, a boyfriend. Right. Which is why she's still single-ish. Um, mm-hmm. So, a man's finally taking command, finally come out of the woodwork and... Yes. Ready. Donna's like, this is the yes. guy. Yes. Is, I can, oh. Yes, let's go out tonight. Wonderful day for Kevin. Kevin's like, oh, that's good and all. Grounded. Oh! I'll catch you on the flip side, babe. Well, maybe next time. <laughs> oh! Now who's got who on the hook? Hey. He's flipped it. He has flipped the script. Yes. And who is responsible? Bel- Belvedere. As always, George and Marshall roll in. Hey, Belvedere, what the fuck is with all these drinks? Why are you mixing drinks from a kid that's an alcoholic? Well, um, actually, Kevin Don't worry, decided... he's not going to be wanting any of these. <laughs> he doesn't want any more. He's got more important things to worry about. And Belvedere's fixed it. Uh, Marsha and Kevin go downstairs. George and Belvedere <laughs> are just there looking eye to eye in Kevin's room. Just, just looking each other down and George is like... You've done it again. I don't. I don't know how to deal with these kids of mine, these humans that have half of my DNA. I'm old and confused. I don't understand what's happening. But you, Belvedere, you always fix it. What are you trying to say, George? Thank you. 
I love you. <laughs> and then they fuck it out on his <laughs> bed. It's beautiful. A lot of, yeah. It's beautiful. Let's also not forget that Kevin was ordered downstairs by his mother. She yeah. was like, Kevin, go downstairs. Leave them alone. They need to talk. Yeah, magical episode of Belvedere. It was a really good one. It was a very special episode. How does it end? Belvedere's writing in his journal about... Because they, they also mentioned that during the episode that Belvedere doesn't have a contract with the family. Yeah. It's all just on the good nature of everyone. Like, they'll pay me. It's fine. <laughs> I have food and board. Belvedere, what are you up to? You got no contract? Belvedere, you need to get on that, dude. They Even little Wesley T. They're paying him right under the home. table. There's no taxes going out on that. Oh, oh wait a minute. But Mr. Belvedere is an undocumented worker that's getting paid under the table. I'm hearing echoes of things that Wesley T. have said in past episodes. Belvedere, everyone steals. <laughs> it's all right to cheat on your taxes. It's fine. It's fine. Everyone does it. Mr. Belvedere is an illegal immigrant. Yep. Getting paid under the table by the Owens family. They have him. Like they control him completely. Because what? What's he gonna do? He's got no contract. Why is he there? So many more mysteries of Belvedere. So many. Great episode, though. Indeed. Absolutely wonderful. The best. So, but yeah, at the end, Belvedere is like that. He's like, look, maybe I should drop a contract. I get all the stuff from the Owens, and what do I get in return? I provide uh, childcare, housekeeping, uh, cooking, and in return, I get tomfooleries and shenanigans and goings on and more antics than I know what to do with. I should be paying them. Belvedere. No, Belvedere, you should. I know you're being, uh, being trying to be funny, but no, you should be getting paid more with a contract. Back-to-back -back awesomeness on Belvedere. Yes. I cannot... How many more episodes are in this season? Um, well, we're only... We just finished the second disc, so we got, we got three discs to go. Well, there's three more discs? Yeah. Super excited. Yeah. Super excited. And that'll, that'll finish out the second season. <laughs> Damn. Can't wait. Can't wait. According to our Life is more than mere survival. We just might live a good life yet. Alright, let's move from Pennsylvania to the West Coast. Let's go to Bayside. See what's happening on Say by the Bell. Brad, as always, we'll have a minute to surmise this episode, which is, um, I mean, it says everything in the title Screech Spaghetti Sauce. Screech Spaghetti Sauce. Ah! Eee! So, man, I cannot wait. Okay, so you have a minute. Three, two, one, go. All right, we're at Save the Bell. Screech Spaghetti Sauce. Bayside has a communications program thing where they're having a local TV show that apparently shows in all of L.A. But don't worry, that has nothing to do with the plot. It could have been an interesting episode, but no. Screech has a segment where he makes spaghetti sauce, and it's a huge hit. Everyone loves it. It's the most amazing tasting spaghetti sauce ever. Also, there's a bitch in town. And she's kind of highfalutin. She wants guys buying her stuff and taking her to nice restaurants. She doesn't have time for burgers. Fuck burgers. I want lobster. Screech is getting huge off this off the spaghetti sauce. Everyone wants it. He's selling tons of it. Um, they're kind of doing a little bit of an illegal scheme where they're using uh, uh, beakers from the uh, science classroom and printing labels on the school with school uh, technology so they can make a good profit. Just don't let anybody know about it. Everything blows up. This girl's taking advantage of Screech. Also. Screech doesn't have the recipe for that spaghetti sauce. He got it out of a cookbook. Now he's going to be sued if he doesn't shut it down. But how do they make the money back? And Mr. Bellings found out that he owes them $15,000 for equipment. They're fucked unless they get that money back. And they're going to from that bitch, bamboozling her with an illegal scheme of their own. In the end, everything works out somehow. One minute, 14 seconds. Wow. I'm surprised. It was more complicated than I thought once yeah, I got into I it. Yeah, I mean... Because I thought this is a really simple episode, but nope. There's a lot. There's a lot of levels. Tons of them. Yeah. So, can we really start talking about 
the fucking the 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 news program they're putting out. Like that's a premise of an episode in and of itself. Yeah. Why did they why did they leave that behind for Screech's spaghetti sauce? Isn't it also in the same room that they had science class in the episode before? You mean there are one classroom set? At this point, I wonder if Saved by the Bell, every episode takes place in an alternate universe. <laughs> or if, you know, some of them are connected through this alternate universe. And or if all the episodes are happening in tandem. Like, whatever we saw last week is actually happening at the same time for the spaghetti sauce. And they just live the most crazy high school life ever. Wow. Because that, that would make sense, too. Okay. All right. Because they start the semester off. It's like, all right, you're probably wondering why I'm teaching uh, communications this uh, term. We started the term last episode, dog. Yeah. Does this happen at the same time? That is weird. So Zach is the principal also in this episode, but <laughs> and at the same time they're fighting over a new girl that's really an old Rashida Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I mean it's oh, uh, it's an interesting show. Yeah. Save by the Bell. So many questions. So we we so let's talk about the bitch girl. What is her name? Uh, Robin. Robin. I couldn't remember what it was. I wanted to say Donna again. Yeah, she's just awful. I she's. Very, very Zach. mobile. She's a shoulder hip woman. Yeah, very always very moving physical, when she's yeah. talking. Um, Zach goes like, "Hey, you want to get together and do something? Oh, what kind of car you drive? Psh, fuck that shit. You gonna have something new and nice?" Well, he drives a classic '69 Mustang, which I guess is a great car. I mean, not good enough. Not good enough for her. Oh, a classically restored Mustang. Sorry, not I gonna do something new and then call me. She's also from the. She's also from 90210, right? Like that yes. whole district. Zach spikes the camera a lot because he's a god and is aware of our presence in his right. universe. At one point, Slater goes after this girl. It's like, hey, you want to go to the Max and get some burgers? Burgers? Fuck that. <laughs> I love when you were doing that in the summary. It's like, fuck burgers. I want lobster, thank you very much. <laughs> it's like, you, you best come talk to me when you get some cash. What, what is with this girl just... This is Zack and Slater. This is the best you're going to get here. Yeah, honey. This is a, I'm sorry, but this school only has one classroom and doesn't even have a teacher for some of the day. <laughs> Either the students being a teacher or the principals being a teacher. None of these people have money. Have we even seen Zack with his cell phone? He probably had to hawk it. No, that cell phone's somewhere. Oh, no, I'm sure use. it's somewhere. And so in one of the universes. Brad, you make some very interesting points. <laughs> But at the same time, remember last episode where that one girl turned down both Zack and Slater and her reputation went up huge? Right. I think she may be running the same game. Yeah, and but she, she has expensive taste. There's nothing wrong with that. I guess. Why are her parents sending her to Bayside? Is this punishment for something? Exactly. That's what I'm saying, though. She's not going to find anyone with the cash to, to match her tastes. And no one really to match her in wit, I don't think, from what I've seen of the rest of the, the high school. I mean, well, I don't think these are really, it. I don't really think she's got the wit, particularly. Um, so they're making this little um, news program, which they say is like apparently doing all over South <laughs> California. Well, they mention it and then says, and then Zach says, "Guys, I have an idea for a show." And then immediately they're <laughs> producing it. It's like whatever yes. Zach says goes. <laughs> exactly. Cut to an hour later. Bum 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 bum. But it's like, yeah, we're going out to this is going out to Beverly Hills, Los Angeles. It's like all of Southern California is getting this this is public high school's TV show. Apparently, okay. Okay, I guess we all want to know about what's happening at the local high school Bayside. <laughs> I guess. The city champions, one might remember. Oh, that's correct. In one universe, anyway. <laughs> In one timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Zach's constant? Is it Screech? That, uh -oh. would that would explain why Screech went from the super smart kid to, like, the bumbling idiot. Hmm. Oh. E. We uncovered something here, guys. That could be it. Wow. He's very Daniel Faraday-ish. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
so okay, let's let's go over this little news thing. We got we've got uh, Jesse Spano, world's greatest human. Uh, yeah, she's gonna do an, an an intrepid interview with Mr. Belding. Oh, on the spot reporting. Oh, she grills him. It's classic bait and switch, by the way. Rolling into Belding's Belding's like in the background, making sure his desk's all nice and neat. He's moving his little plaque. And Jesse's, of course, just like, I'm here with uh, Mr. Belding, the guy who makes all this work. And, you know, he's he's a good guy. We love him as our principal. We've got a few questions for him. So where the fuck is that $500 from the petty cash fund the school board reported on? What? You're missing $500 in allocated funds. What's going on? You got that brand new BMW. What's your deal? Damn. Jesse Spano. Kicking ass. Backing him names. <laughs> backing him into a corner, corner to where he says, I thought this was supposed to be about me and my turtle. Oh, Belding. Why did Belding take $500 out of petty cash? That's, that's a good question. What school has $500 just around in petty cash? I guess in 1990, um, whatever money, that's that's probably a decent money. To, that's a money lot out. of money to have in petty cash for yeah. the principal just to take out. Why would a principal need 500 bucks on the fly? Yeah, what's going on there? Pizzas for everyone for lunch. Because I'm just an awesome oh, principal. Well, maybe he's paying off those pizzas that Zach ordered when he was... Oh, still paying off them pizzas. <laughs> yeah. But that was another universe. I don't I don't understand. Or the same. I don't know what's happening. What's happening? It's the same day. That five hundred dollars is what Zach's in the pizza on. It's not the different universe, same universe, but it's happening in tandem. That five hundred bucks is still from last week. Wow. Boom. Solved it. Mystery solved. Wow. I'm on it, Brad. Good I'm job. I'm on it. I'm Good a Jesse job. Spano here. Nice. So then we go to the weather report. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Just because it's crazy. I'd... Yeah. First of all, again, Southern California. Oh, Kelly rolls out and like a code, like, ooh, there's going to be a cold front coming in. No, there's not. No. Ah. Uh-uh. I mean, I could believe it because they wear sweaters all the time for no reason, but there's it's not true. a cold front coming no, in, Kelly. No, there's, there's not. You know this. Not that cold. But it's all it's all a ploy. Oh, She's but no worries. jacket on. Well, no worries, because tomorrow the sun's going to be out and it's going to be perfect bikini weather. At which time Kelly takes off her coat and she is wearing a swimsuit. A 1990s-style swimsuit. Ooh. With, like, the weird high-cut thigh ah. thing going on. Yeah, very Baywatchy. And she's not in a bikini. She's in a one-piece. Yeah. Which is kind of just like, where are your bikinis? I'm wearing a swimsuit, though, because it's... I'm wearing my giant weirdo check-out-my-thigh area. Because that's how we used to cut bathing suits. Yeah, it was just a bad idea all around. But props to her, because she looks good in that bathing suit. She's fucked. To be counteracting the horrible fashion of the day. Yeah. She pulls it off quite well. Yeah. Good for you. And thus we begin fashion watch of the episode. <laughs> and friends, join us. <laughs> it is going to be an adventure. <laughs> More so than normal. It's like they yeah. try to top the previous episode. We actually had to stop it at one point. We'll get to it, but we'll get to it. So then we go to a Screech's segment where you... Oh, wait. We forgot about the part where she brings out the umbrella because it's going to rain. And then she gets... Instead of the, I guess the water coming That's down right. on top of her, the director's like, let's get Tiffany Amber Thiessen wet. And they just throw water on her and she's soaked. Congratulations, sir. Good job. Wonderful Good job. directing. I think that was a wonderful, powerful well, choice. World's best director? <laughs> director? Maybe? He's in the running for next year, if we ever I mean, add that category. Uh, yeah. Well done. She yeah. didn't know. Had no clue. No clue. Why do I need water sprayed on me in this, this scene? I think there's a reason that, that next episode is the introduction. Yeah. <laughs> Conveniently, uh, yeah, Kelly dips out in this ep- after I, this. For some reason, in the next episode, we get Tori, and Kelly's not there. Hmm. hmm. Curious. Hmm. I wonder what that's about. So now we move on to Screech's segment, where he's uh, he's making his famous spaghetti sauce. Slater's co- chopping up onions and crying, because that's what you do, I guess. He makes the spaghetti sauce. 
and everyone loves it. They're just, oh, this is the best tasting sauce ever. And everyone's way too excited about the spaghetti sauce. I, spaghetti sauce it can taste nice, but I don't think you get that excited. I don't, I can't imagine a sauce that's that good that you have that kind of reaction ever. I agree. Like everyone is like running, grabbing spoons, give me some. It's sauce. You have it on something. In and of itself, it's not, you're not gonna run for it. Well, this is what makes this sauce so unique, Brad, in the fact that it is that good. Is there cracking it? What's happening? He does put in a secret ingredient. It's like, all right, tomatoes, you know, basil, whatever. Put in the secret ingredient. And it is a powdered form, Brad. That's I, true. It may be PCP. Another question. If you're doing a cooking segment where you're teaching someone how to cook, <laughs> why do you have secret ingredients? <laughs> you can't. That's not how it works. All right. Uh, now, everyone home, put in your secret ingredients that you don't have. Figure it out. Guess. Make it whatever you want. Do it. So then I think the next scene is the next day where Zack and Slater are walking around saying, wow, it's it's weird. None of us have gotten asked for autographs yet. We're big stars now. To which one girl that caught your attention yes. off of that. I, okay, I spent the entire episode trying to figure out who it was. And it turns out it's Amy from Buffy who got turned into a rat. Didn't know this. Yeah. She just pop, randomly pops up and is like, hey, no, I don't want to get you autographs from you guys. We're Screech. I want to taste the spaghetti sauce. I hear it's awesome. <laughs> hey, Amy the Rat, um, maybe you need to calm it down and not be so excited about spaghetti sauce because trust, it's never going to be that great. <laughs> There's a lot of forced things in this episode, but that's fine. I, I went along with okay. it. I just accepted it. Alex, maybe we need to invent enough really amazing spaghetti we sauce. We really do. We need to show up screeches. Because I, I, honestly, in my life, I've never had a spaghetti sauce that changed my life like that. I've had some that I've noticed. I can tell the difference between like Pizza Hut sauce on a pizza as opposed to just like other pizzas, like Dewey's, per se, because it, one of them's sweeter than the other one. Right. But none of them are really great. I mean, mediocre There's best. There's none that I'm going to have as a meal in of itself. To be honest, I've never really had pasta or any type of Italian dish out, even at really nice, expensive restaurants that I thought tasted really amazing. And I kind of like Italian food. Not really, now that I say that out loud. I don't think you do, if that's the case. I may not like Italian food. Huh. Well, I realized something about myself yeah. today. You're right, Brad. You you don't like Italian food, Alex. It's not, you, it's not your favorite food. Not my favorite food at all. Huh. Huh. Well, let's deal with that. I'm dealing. Huh. Continue, Brad. I need to. I need to you just, gather you just myself that. for a second. So immediately, Zach is like, uh, "Hey, this is this is something here. We gotta market this because this is blowing up huge." <laughs> another episode. Another point in the episode where Zach's like, "Hey, I got an idea. Switch up immediately. They're on it. Oh, Zach has an idea. Awesome. Here's what they're gonna do. They're gonna use a science beaker. Yeah, and they're they're using those the bottles and they're printing them from the school's printer." printing the labels. They're just doing all this in-house. <laughs> and Zach's like, no, this is fine. Those those things are for student use. We're students using them. What's the problem? Yeah. So they set up... <sighs> they set up an opportunity for Screech to fail again. Yeah. So they've got, they've got like, they've got an assembly line where it's basically, it's, they're, and it's a simple assembly line. It, they're getting filled, the bottles are getting filled. Then it goes down the conveyor. Why has why do they need a conveyor belt? I don't know because the, how many of them are there? All of them. There's six Five. of them. Yeah, six. Yeah. I guess I think it seems like one person is is I guess pouring. Another Zach's person, pouring the sauce. Zach's pouring. Kelly is taking the bottle out and putting the funnel in it to where Zach pours the into okay. it. So Kelly's a bottler. Right. 
uh, A.C. Slater, someone who has proven himself time and time again, he ran that show. I mean, he was... Yeah. I don't get the producer or something. He had the mic on and, like, mm-hmm. the paper um, stuff, the official things. Right. He is reduced to having weird, like, mittens on that he just wipes the sauce if there's any excess. Okay, so he's cleaning the bottles up. And then... Jesse corks them. Jesse's corking them. Lisa's putting on the labels. Labeler. And then Screech picks them up and puts them in a box. Yeah. That's way too many people. I would also like to mention at this point that they are very audible about all this. Right. They say it as they're doing it. Right. Cleaning the bottle. Corking said bottle. Labeling the bottle. Silence, because Screech doesn't know what the fuck his role is. Right. I don't even know if Screech knows what he's wearing. Because, guys, this isn't the part in the episode where me and Brad yeah. stopped watching it. Stopped it. And started critiquing the fashion immediately. Where should we start? Oh, my goodness. It's... I've never, I, I, I've never been so assaulted. I was visually and emotionally assaulted by their clothing choices. First, I think you noticed first, uh, Turtle. No, I noticed Kelly first because okay. she had on pants that just do not flatter her at all. No, up well to the her mid part of her torso. Yeah. This giant black belt with like this. It was either like the color form shirt, mm-hmm. or it was. It was a long sleeve, like tie-dye shirt, right. rolled up to her sleeves. I mean, to her elbows, and just the gaudiest little off. Yeah, she had red in her hair, yeah. and her hair was giant and like down awkwardly. And honey, you just came correct when your bathing suit. The last scene. Well, you Why came you as correct. This? You came as correct as you can come correct in that bathing suit. Yes, but this, I don't know what you are. What are you? If anything in this episode, I think Turtle probably had the best fashion sense. Because everything she did was just not overstated. Because when she was co-anchoring with Zack, mm-hmm. she just had on just like a red suit. Like just a red blazer and all, mm-hmm. like a nice white blouse underneath it. In this scene, she's, she's got I the noticed, cowboy boots. I noticed the boots because I thought, oh, Brad's going to notice the boots immediately because right. that's your thing. Um, she had on cowboy boots with... Like it was like a brown lab coat? Yeah, it was like brown cowboy boots with like a lab coat, and she was kind of wearing white, and it was weird. Well, she, I thought she was wearing like a pant, not a pantsuit, but like a skirt suit underneath it, which was also kind of strange. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the same. It may have been red. It okay. may have been the same thing she wore in the other episode. It was bizarre. It. Yeah. Um, well, I thought it looked better than anyone else's outfit. Oh, Jesse, Jesse looks fine. Jesse always looks fine. She had this. Right. No, nothing weird going on. Weird her. brown. Some the brown. The shirt was a little weird. It was a weird pattern, but but she I, pulled it off. Yeah. It worked. It was fine. It was fine. I would. I would not have stopped and been afraid. Zach, uh, what are you doing, dog? You have the most terrifying sweater over a terrifying shirt. He's and now he is. Is he rocking the pleats at this point? The oh god, the khaki pleats. He's he's stolen Slater. He's stolen Slater's super pleated uh, khakis. In a bizarre, bizarre turn. And Slater's wearing something equally weird. Slater's got that same kind of, like, f- super flimsy fabric that's, like, tucked in and over. No belt on these mm-hmm. pants that go up super high. And he's got the long sleeve. I mean, it's Slater's look at this point. Right. This is what Slater rocks oh, with. Oh. Manzies. But Zach, buddy. And then in walks Screech. Ooh, uh, describe this, Alex. I can't, I can't even... I don't even Dude. know what to call it. Fashion backwards! It's a weird mix between, like, a country western shirt mm-hmm. and a Cosby sweater as far as, like, print goes. Like, yeah. it's crazy enough like that. But with, like, gold flourishes or something. Like, almost like what I look like gold rhinestones, but not. Right. Not rhinestones. I'm trying to think of sequins. Yeah. But they look like bolts instead, but 
weird. His shirt also looks like horrible gaudy 80s print because it's creamed with like black weird it's awful. steeple yeah. shapes but on top of that is this ab two mirroring abstract patterns. It's almost like abstract art. Yeah. And he's got these pants that are way too high and his shirt's tucked in and then pulled out and billowing in a weird fashion. Not cool, dude. Oh. What is happening in front this of us? This scene is just the worst. It's an assault on the senses. It's, assault, it's an assault on our modern sensibilities, to be oh, honest. It's, it's, assault, it's assault on the American dream. That's the one. Yeah. They're, they're doing this assembly line. The Screech isn't picking up the bottles for some reason because he can't figure out how to pick things up. Because he's inept know. in this episode. Um, he can't find his constant. Oh, the bottles are crashing to the ground. And he's like, whoa, give me something to clean it up. No, Screech, just put the next ones in the box. What boxes? What? What's Dog. happening? Oh, and it's, then he hits the switch and everything's going fast and we're in I Love Lucy. Yeah. But why would you put Screech? You know he's going to fuck up. Why did you put him in Why did you put him in charge of not only boxing things, but turning on and off the conveyor belt? But here's the other thing. This is all done manually. First of all, there's no need for a conveyor belt. One. Two. They're the ones moving things. They're the ones filling the bottles. It's not like the bottles are coming regardless. They're putting the bottles on the conveyor belt. Why are they doing this? Why don't they just stop and each grab a bottle and be like, whoa, get this regulated? This is going to be an odd question, Brad, and I hate to just bring it on you. What position would you have wanted on this conveyor belt? Ooh. I can almost see you as, because you'd be a, the good boxer slash controller of the conveyor belt. I could see you fulfilling that role very well. Could do that, definitely. I don't know if I'd want to be the corker. Corker would be fun. Or the person that actually pours it within the funnel. Because if I pour it, I get to work with Kelly Kapowski, who I, I find her rather attractive. I mean, you're right. more of a... I mean, Jesse's on point. World's don't get human. that... Yes. Congratulations. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I'd like to be in that position. Right, right. And plus, it, it's fun because you get to... I mean, okay, I'm not going to dissect that any further, but yes, I yeah. think you would be a great boxer. I'd be a wonderful pourer in that situation. We could, nice. We could run that... Nice. Correct. Okay. Well, that's the plan. <laughs> that is our plan. Who are we need to do labels? Because I'm not fucking. I'm not working with. I'm not working with Turtle. Yeah, that's the only bad thing is. Even though I said maybe we switch Turtle and put her as a corker. Oh. And then we get Spano next to you. That's right. I like that. And then she's, she is labeling while you're boxing. That's right. That's good. I like that. She's just handing them off to me. She's like, here, take these. And I'll be like, I got this. Don't you even worry. I I got this under control. Is it going too fast? Want me to slow it down for you? Speed it up? You like danger? What's going on? <laughs> oh, it's getting fat. Oh, it's getting fat. You get the labels good enough? Handle, I mean, I, I got handle. the boxes handled. Do you need some help? You need me to get in there? Hey, Brad, do you guys need help over there? It's just, I'm getting these vibes. Make sure you get it up. Shut the fuck up. We got this. All right. We're busy over here. That guy. <laughs> Little loser. You know he doesn't like Italian food at all? I don't even know he's, like, <laughs> why he's in this business. <laughs> Hates Italian food. Loves McDonald's. Hates Italian food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean the scene ends with after everything's been destroyed you know Zach's pissed off oh and he's gonna embezzle more money from the school but this this spaghetti sauce is selling like hotcakes it really is they're making tons of cash three dollars a bottle mm -hmm. buy two get a third free bam that's a deal that is a deal and you can, I mean yeah all of a sudden uh Robin the bitch is like, hey, Screech, what's going on? Gold digger. Hey. Oh, mining for it. How's about you and me uh, go to the Max, grab some lobster? Oh, what? Robin, they don't they don't serve lobster. Oh, they the do Max. at the restaurant next door. Honey, they serve it next door. Go get it for me. Thanks. And Screech's got money to burn. Screech rolls in in some kind of weird, like, Texas tycoon, <laughs> like, ensemble. <sighs> 
He's into he's in that sauce money now. He is. He's cooking that sauce. He's in the sauce game. <laughs> oh, bizarre. And she's and all of a sudden he's buying things for her. He's buying her jewelry. It's like spoiling her. I, I like this one, but I want the one in gold. Oh, I'll take this one back. No, no, no. I'll take them both. Thanks. <laughs> And this, and Robin is teaching her gold digger game to other broads at school. She has a lackey gold digger, which I kind of love. Yeah, she was cuter than Yeah, Robin. definitely. Definitely. There's something about Robin, though. She does have a nice little, I mean, even though she's a bitch and, you know, I'm not very superficial. It. She was kind of cute in her own way. Kind of short. I'm not feeling it. So Zach's like, hey, I gotta, I gotta tell Screech about this. So. No, everyone else pressures Zach to tell him. They, That's right. Z- I think Kelly comes over to them as a group because they're all selling it, and they've done their macaroni mamas routine, where basically the cheerleaders from Bayside do cheers about the sauce, which is how <laughs> me and Brad are able to remember and recount how much the sauce costs and getting the two for I mean two yes. three for the price of two. Always be closing. Always. Um, but they're in a group, and Kelly's like, guys, look who's scamming on Screech. He's taking taking advantage of again. And Jesse says, Zach, tell him, just be a friend and tell him. Because I'm not. Neither, none of us are. We don't really like Screech that much, to be honest. I <laughs> no mean, we're does. using him for his sauce, too, and I we're comfortable with that, but you're cool. You're yeah. a winker. You'll take care of it. There's a reason we haven't seen Screech up until this point. Yeah. No one likes him. <sighs> poor Dustin Diamond. Poor, poor little Dustin Diamond. Zach, Zach tries to tell him, but then... The principal rolls up and is talking about discrep- more discrepancies in the budget. Apparently, a lot of funds are like mystery. There's a lot of printing costs they've been incurring, and a, yeah. a lot of beakers seem to be missing. Hmm. There's a lot of food, like extra tomato sauce, and it's weird. Very strange. Hmm. Oh, hi guys. Um, also, um, and then some random adult rolls in as well um, to the high school because that's a thing that can happen. <laughs> um, and he's like, "Hey, uh, we're looking. I'm looking for a screech." Uh, uh, does the spaghetti sauce? Oh yeah, that's me. Oh, I'm his manager. Oh really? Cause uh, I'm I'm from the uh, um, the Betty Crocker company. Yeah, I represent them. And uh, you're making our sauce from a recipe, and we're gonna sue your ass unless you stop selling it. Which I mean, screech admits to openly. It's like, well, duh, my grandmother couldn't cook. But at the same time, how did they know they were using the same recipe? Yeah, is this, is this, did, this sauce is so popular that uh, it, they're getting checked out to see what's this hot new sauce. Did they break it down chemically, or are they just trying to stifle the yeah, because that's, creative that's, minds and endeavors? I mean, you can if you just vary a recipe a little bit, you've got it. I mean... One or two ingredients, like just even the slight amounts, and that's right. no longer copyrighted as recipe. So I, I, that's a really sketchy game, but if, if Screech hadn't admitted it, I think you would have been fine. So, that's weird. I also love how they throw off Belding by giving him a, a free jar of sauce. Which, oh, are these the science speakers we're using? And are these the same labels we use? Yeah, I thought oh, that, well. I really thought that was going to be, that was going to throw off their game immediately. Nope. But no. Nope. Uh. So what do they do now? They can't sell the sauce. Just count their losses. Take it as, like, a learning experience. They still made tons of money, right, They Brad? did. Well, Screech spent a lot of the money. God damn it. How much did he spend? Uh, all of it? Oh, uh, all of it? Well, she has expensive taste. Oh, Robin was the one you spent it on? Yeah! Fuck, dude, no! Uh, I forgot to tell you this back there because I was kind of scared of the lawsuit. She's using you. Well, you're just jealous. Am I just jealous? Yeah! Zach may be slightly jealous. He's probably slightly jealous, let's be honest. I mean, come on. I'll always have Kelly, though. It's fine. Yeah, it's, she's, she's always down. But she's boring for him. Well, she is boring for everyone. <laughs> she's pretty boring. Fuck her. I mean, yeah, she'll wear a swimsuit and let you splash water on her in the middle of a school day, but... <laughs> I mean, that's fun, but... Other than that, there's dead eyes, boring personality. 
<laughs> so, Screech realizes that Robin is only using only when he overhears her and her lackey making plans. Well, she basically tells him outright because he questions her. Because you mentioned the whole thing about silver versus gold necklace and how she'll just take the silver, go ahead and give me the gold one too. And he says, so if I don't get you the gold necklace, you won't be dating me anymore. And she goes, that's about, yeah, that's how this yeah, works. exactly. To which he does a weird, like, hmm, face? Like almost a Belvedere, like, ooh, face. <laughs> yes. And then he's like, all right, off to go. Do- that's fine by me. There's a lot of baby talk with her, too, I don't like. Yeah. Anytime a woman starts doing the whole baby talk in a relationship, I'm like, fuck it, sorry. Not my game, nope. kid. Nope, nope, nope. We're humans. Let's not do that. The baby wants a necklace. What the fuck are you talking about? You are, well, you are an adult. Um, wrong side of 25. Definitely. Definitely don't belong in high school. I don't know what kind of weird, bizarro, <laughs> like, <laughs> gold-digging game you run in Cougar, but... Get the fuck out. <laughs> yes. Uh, but you know what? So Screech has lost all his money. So they didn't make anything off of this uh, this spaghetti sauce game. So they can't sell anymore to make any money. At least at least they came off even. They had some fun. No, we went over this, Brad. What? They don't. What? Screech spent all the money on that bitch. Well, yeah, but they didn't lose any money. They lost all of it. But well, but they're fine. It's no. Not, they're not broke. No. Are they not wrong? No, they're fine. The problem... Oh, you are right. They are okay. Yeah, they're fine. It's no big worries until Mr. Belding rolls in. Hold on a second. <laughs> fuck. Listen, I was in my office working on my Zach Morris suit, and <laughs> I noticed these happen to be the beakers that um, you owe the school $1,500, pay by tomorrow, or you're suspended. You know whose fault this is? Jessie's, because she was the one who got Belding curious about school finances who took that five hundred dollars out you know i really don't know that was zach by the way he part of that it's only a thousand bucks the other 500 of the pizzas he bought last week or this week or she's today. asking the right questions she does but she's just she should have talked to zach first it's it's too bad that she's on the side with the schemers but she's she asking the right questions yeah oh gotta balance that budget how are they gonna make fifteen hundred dollars if they just had the money from the spaghetti sauce, but Screech spent it all on this stupid Brad, broad. Brad, don't worry your little head. Hmm? Zach's got an idea. Already in action, yeah. <laughs> you think they would have learned by now? Like some of Zach's ideas work, and some well, they all work. Yeah. It's just when they get caught. And right. <laughs> Did they continue the TV show? Like, is that something that's gonna happen in every episode, I, or just oh one God. off that? I would love to see that. I want because that really should be. Yeah. I'm sure they must have done that in an episode at some point, right? Surely. Surely this isn't the one and only experience we're going to have of them making their own news show. I wish that... Do you remember in high school when we had a news show for one episode? Very similar to this, where they just did a one-off episode? Yeah. I mean, it was bad, yeah, it was but at the awful. same time... Well, I... Because I, we had it in middle school for a yeah. while. And then some people, like, did stupid things and we got it shut down. Well, I think actually... Well, one of the things I was told, because I was supposed to be on that show. Were you on that? No. I was. I, I should have been. I was supposed to be on it, but my first day on the show, they canceled it um, because the teacher who was in charge of it didn't have time to do it anymore. Cause uh. She had to do like a lot of extra editing and okay. I mean, back with that, with that old technology, just two VCRs and a VHS. I mean, yeah. fuck, that's a nightmare. There, I was always like on like the wings of like almost being involved with it, and I should have been. And everyone was like, "Why aren't you involved with that?" But then I wasn't. It was weird. But we had those, yeah. I mean, even for a small stint. 
in high school. Time. I feel like we had it in high school more than a day, didn't we? No. It wasn't long, but I feel like... There might have been one before. I know we they did the announcement thing, which is similar, mm-hmm. where they had people give announcements. But I only remember particularly, I think we were either juniors or seniors or sophomores. We weren't freshmen. Um where they did one with all the upperclassmen where they did like a news thing and at the end of it they said hey did you guys like this go to the library and tell us about it we might do some more of these in the future and again why wasn't I involved with that dude why weren't either of us involved in that I feel like we were the obvious choices for that we had no what is it RTV like department no one's running cameras and <laughs> we were president of the drama club. Yeah. <laughs> so one of us elected, one of us... Uh, <laughs> one of us took it by force. Yeah, and, you know, uh. I mean, think about that for a second. And we were on a podcast now. I mean, we were entertaining back then, too. Yeah. I was I was illegally putting on plays in the school theater. You were a regular Zach Morris. So. I, was a, I was scheming and, and conniving and bringing into the school to put on plays. That missed opportunity in our youth, my friend. Which we charge money for, so... Yeah, I was Zach Morris. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man. Oh. Don't know about that. Blows Wacky. my mind. Wacky. So what's the scheme? How, how are they going to get this money from this broad that has all this jewelry and shit? Running a classic con, man. What? Okay, what's going to happen is... Bitch is going to roll in there with Screech. Screech mm-hmm. is going to be like... Bitch, I ain't got your necklace because I got bigger plans for us. I'm just... I'm too busy, you know? I just, it's this business. It's, it's taking up all my time. But no worries. I'm going to sell the business. I got a buyer coming in. Yeah. And she's like, why would you sell the business? You know, I don't care about the money. It's, I just want to be able to have time to spend with you. And she's like, whoa. Whoa. Look. Whoa. I like this necklace and this bracelet or whatever, but... Yeah, but I don't have time for you. That's not going to work. All of a sudden... Zach Morris rolls in, dressed up as a, as a weirdo German, I guess? German, Russian. I thought he German. was Russian. I thought he was going to be Japanese at first. Which I was <laughs> oh, very wow! Because he had, like, the Fu Manchu mustache. Yeah, he... I was like, this is going to be very bad. I, I write it off as, like, some kind of uh, Eastern European yeah. nondescript. He, once he was, the source yeah. of the recipe. Yeah, he was very nondescript foreign European accent man. And he's like, look, I'll give you $500 for your recipe. And she's like, whoa, don't, don't sell it for $500. That's crazy talk. Then the rest of the gang rolls, and it's like, Screech, we love our jobs. You can't be selling this off for $500. We'll buy it from you. They're in a bidding war. It's a gold mine, and they get in a bidding war. The price gets up to what? $1,500? Well, they've got to get $1,500. And so it gets up to about $1,000, and and Bitch Girl is like, oh, fuck it. $1,800. Nice. Or should they all go, sold. I think even Zach starts, but then stops himself. Right. But then Zach takes opportunity to raise it a little bit higher. And she's like, look, I don't, I only have $1,800 in my account, but uh, this jewelry, that should take care of the rest of it. And Screech is like, all right. Good idea, to. babe. Sold. Here's the recipe. So what do you want to do after? She's like, please. I, I got a business now. I'm going to be rich. Fuck you, losers. And then she leaves. How illegal is this scheme? <laughs> and what's going to happen when she realizes that that recipe is a stolen recipe? Yeah. That's, I, that is, there's no chance. No chance that's going to work out. Well, time out. At first they made a huge profit. He got, he got all the jewelry back. I assume that's the, the brunt of what he was spending on her. Yeah. Plus $1,800. They made a profit off of her. They turned a profit. That's not going to, Now, as an audience, we're fine with it because she's a crazy bitch. Right. Um, just money grab. And you, Screech, one of our, well, not one of our favorite characters. But (laughs) But one of our characters. But she did cross Zack and Slater, and you do not do that. Don't do it. 
But she crushed Jesse Spano, so uh, I, I I can't be that against her. Why isn't Jesse more in these episodes? Why isn't she more of like a front runner? I, that's what I'm wondering. Where's the Jesse Spano episodes? Damn it. So I mean, that's what I mean. They pay the school back. All's right with the world. I guess. And that's that's we just go. That's the end. Dunzo. No repercussions. Never. <laughs> On to another universe. This is the same. It's either another universe or it's the same. At the same time, Zach's about to become principal. Mm-hmm. Or Fortune smiles on them. Fortune smiles on them. I did love, because there was a scene we didn't talk about and they didn't need to be talked about. They film a commercial, which is the only other thing they do with their RTV class, um, where they do very bad Italian stereotypes, like yeah. Italian family stereotype. Trivia fact... Um, during that scene is the one and only time the phrase Saved by the Bell is actually uttered in the show. That's what I was working to, the titular line that Slater says. And even him, it's like that, oh, I guess we're Saved by the Bell. Whoa, Mario Lopez, you're the worst actor ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, it's I love this. It's good times. So uh, we'll see you kids next week. <laughs> yeah. As we meet Tori. <laughs> Yay! Guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Ramjack and this, the very cusp of the holiday season. Indeed. Man, I cannot wait for Thanksgiving. I cannot oh. wait for Christmas. I can't wait for Halloween. Guys, if you would like to get in contact with us at Ramjack, there's so many ways you can do that. Tons of them. We encourage it. So please do. You can email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you want to call us. Phone in. That number would be 206-339-5894. You know what? Real quick, guys. Grab your phones. Just pick up... Are you listening to us on your phone? Are you just have a phone around? Your phone's got to be on your 2011. Yeah. Get that phone. Open up that contact list. Mm-hmm. Type in Ramjack. Um, or whatever word you want to remember us by. And then type in this phone number. Okay. All right. I'm giving it to you again, guys. All right. Okay. Brad, do this too. Okay, I'm on it. 206-339-5894. Save that in your contact list, and whenever you're inspired, send us a message. Whatever. Just chat us. Let us know what's happening. What's happening in your lives? Yeah. What's happening on Halloween? What is Alex going to dress up as for Halloween? Guys, I have no idea. He's running out of time. I've been, th- I've been trying so hard to think of a good idea, and I cannot think of something that meets my criteria for cleverness, but also is not going to take too much time for prep work. Right, because Alex is lazy. Also, he doesn't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be embarrassed. He's 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 a, he's a fragile ego. I have a tiny... I, I, ego is just on, on a... I mean, it could go at any moment. Right, right. But yes, um, get in contact with us. Also, you can get us on Twitter, at Ramjack Podcast. Visit our website, curiosityabounds.com forward slash Ramjack. It helps when you sing a little bit. It does. It loads faster. It does. Speaking of feedback, I think we've got some here. First is from our dear friend, Alfio. Oh, what's he got to say? Let's see what Alfio's up to. Now, um, I just, I just want to say on the front here, we're looking at this email, and we've got something interesting here. Um, uh, punctuation still not here. But what he's done is he's separated each, each thought into a separate line, and he's capitalized all the words. Well, not all of them. Some of them seem unco- It almost seems like we're looking at a page of title suggestions for this show. <laughs> uh, the first line, which I assume is the subject, is on the subject of fast food, but the word on, the first word isn't capitalized. The articles overall don't seem to be capitalized. Also, the word I is sometimes not capitalized. So that's just to give you an idea of what this email looks like. 
but uh, it's separate lines. So let's see if we can let's see if we can decipher this. All right. <clears throat> On the subject of fast food, I lowercase. I like McDonald's, but I lowercase think Sonic and Arby's is better. Sonic has great new line. Double cheeseburgers, and the Arby's Max is a great burger. Also, have you guys ever... Wait, no, these aren't separate sentences at no, all. No, these are... Okay. Um, I know some of these are separate thoughts. <laughs> and the Arby's Max is a great burger. Also, have you guys ever eat at a Cracker Barrel? It is a country restaurant and store. I really like them. And I wanted to know, have you guys ever been to a movie stop? It's... Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Let's stop it there so we can address the, the restaurant stuff. Let's Okay, let's address that. He likes McDonald's. Likes McDonald's. Um, he's, he's with you on that. Yeah, good. He thinks good, he thinks Sonic. There, yeah, he thinks Sonic and Arby's is better. I will say, I mean, obviously Sonic and Arby's are better. Sure. Sonic has a good burger for what it is. Mm-hmm. I haven't eaten Arby's in a while. Arby's is the one that's good mood food, correct? According to the commercials. I think that that is the that's that is the, the shaved ad. roast beef. Yeah. Okay. If the Arby's Max is a roast beef sandwich, then they are pretty good. I mean, Ar- it's, yeah. it's a nice change okay. up from the normal yeah. fast food stuff. I will say Arby's very hugely. Like, if you go to a nice Arby's, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. If you go to a bad Arby's, that's the worst fucking restaurant you can go to. Now the question, have you guys ever eat at a Cracker Barrel? Yes. Yeah. Many times. We mentioned yeah. on the show that Cracker Barrel's original, the, the idea mm-hmm. for Cracker Barrel came out of our old hometown, Jackson. Yeah, Cracker Barrel's a ripoff of the Old Country Store, which is a restaurant in Jackson, Tennessee. Um, it's the Old Country Store slash Casey Jones Railroad Museum, shittiest museum in the world. But Alfio, maybe give it a shot. But maybe give it a shot. But Cracker Barrel sucks. It's the worst place in the world. It makes me uncomfortable. I had a panic attack there as a child. It's awful. Don't go there. Good um, restrooms, though. Okay. If you're traveling. All right. But Alfio continues, Brad. What else does he say? Have you guys ever been to a movie stop? <laughs> it's like GameStop for DVDs and Blu-rays, but a lot better. I bought 33 DVDs there, and it has only been here for three weeks, and everything is a lot cheaper than any store. That's the end of that thought. Oh, um, movie stop. Yeah, I've been to some. I think I've been to movie stops. Was that one thing by Florence a movie stop a long time ago? Um, could be. Some of our listeners may need to remind us. I, yeah, honestly, video stores are all going down. Um, I, I, after you won't remember this because you're too young. Um, but there used to be video stores all over the place, and you could go there and buy movies and rent movies and and get movies uh, on the cheap. And I, it was a great experience. Also on magnetic tape, which was yes. kind of weird back in the day. Yeah, I, I, a lot of a lot of my childhood, I remember going to the video store like every oh, week. Dude, it was awesome. That was that was the best. What I loved about video stores was the fact that you could go get movies, duh, mm-hmm. but they also had video games there. It was yeah. like, oh, I can rent any of these and play any of these games? Right. Looking at the boxes because I loved box art and even movie art then. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. GameStop came much later. Um, I think we have had movie stops. I think all of our movie stops have been closed, though. Yeah. Because physical stores just don't exist more anymore. I can't think of where the nearest Blockbuster is to here. Is uh, that one in Newport still up? Yeah. Let's see, next. And that Jizo chick is insane. My sister? Oh. Definitely. And now, in the spirit of Halloween, I wanted to know what is your thoughts on the old Universal Monster movies. I recently bought the Creature in the Black Lagoon Legacy Collection DVD, and I have, I love that movie, and I also wanted to know, do you guys have any of the Legacy Collection DVDs? Awesome. Yes. Alfio, wow. Good job, Alfio. I've got I've actually got the Frankenstein Collection. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get the other ones. I haven't yet. But they are, those are the best sets for the Universal movies. Oh, when my father was a child, he obsessed with the Universal movies. And I think he has all the collections. Nice. Except, I don't think he has the... No, he does have all of them. And it is cool to go back and watch them. And mm-hmm. what little you've shown me off of the Frankenstein one. Oh, it's just great. absolutely great. It's great. I love it so much, yeah. So I, he has the Creature of the Black Lagoon one. That one my father does not have. Oh, I'm going to get that one. Uh, there's um, there's a Frankenstein, Wolfman, Dracula. Dracula. 
uh, The Mummy, which I really like that one because those Mummy sequels are pretty interesting. And then there's uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon and The Invisible Man. I think he doesn't have Invisible Man or Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm, nice. That's good stuff. Interesting. Good stuff. I wonder why he went with Creature first, because that's not... The cre- the original Creature movie, like, I remember, I didn't really like it much when I was a kid, because it seemed kind of slow and boring, but going back, it is definitely a really good movie. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check this one as out. Is, as is Revenge of the Creature. But, yeah, keep um, on keeping on, Alf. Good job, good yeah. job. Also, I've been watching, I've been re-watching Tales from the Crypt for Halloween, so what do you guys think of that show? I enjoyed that show. I've, I've only seen limited stuff at Tales of the Crypt. When I was a child, Crypt Keeper scared me, obviously, because it was right. a puppet, and I was terrified of puppets as a child. Right. Um, the uncanniness of them. Mm-hmm. I love the I love the show. And what is your what is your guys' favorite horror movies to watch during Halloween? I like to watch older horror movies, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and The Thing. Those are the old horror movies he talks. Oh, originally I thought he was like, yeah, like Creatures of the Black Lagoon. Oh wait, oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, I love me some Nightmare on Elm Street though. Oh, dude, that's, 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 that's your my jam. jam. <laughs> that's my jam. I love I love them. Didn't we? Spend like a a Halloween season or a season just watching all the Jason and then all mm-hmm. the Freddy movies. Yeah, that was fun. Definitely good times. Definitely good times. I I have to say that one of the movies I like to watch more of like nostalgic movies and their shows like Garfield, which we watched last year and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Ernest, of course. Yeah. Now that I have two copies of it, can't freaking wait. Yes. Um, but I also watch um, Hocus Pocus. Which is a, another one of my favorite. That's more of a family thing, but nice. so those are what I like to watch. Also, what do you guys think of The Shining, the miniseries from the '90s? I like the, but I like it better than the original. I've never seen The Shining. I've seen the movie The Shining. I didn't know there was a miniseries. Um. Oh, that's the one with the guy from. I. That's the one with the guy from uh, Wings? Wings. Yeah. 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 I remember. Okay, it's coming back to me. We, um, me and my roommate Derek watched. We watched that in college and made fun of it a lot. It's fun times. It is fun times. <laughs> um. I like it better than the adaptation of the book, but I like the original better as a movie. Well, that's it from me to you for now. Sincerely, Mr. Z. Alfio. <laughs> Thanks so much for writing in, Alfio. A lot of- Thanks, Alfio. That's a lot of thoughts in there. Again, periods and commas. Maybe. Just think about them. Just think about them. Our question marks. Again, the question marks... There's some. There's some. There you can you make, in the you debate can make with a question case. marks. You can make a case. No case. Marks. You have to I, use question marks. I'm on the side of question marks as well, but I understand that you can make a scholarly argument that the question mark is unnecessary. We're gonna have okay. Next Just based on the, well, think about this, Alex. This cool. is this is the argument people make. Right. It's the fact that you don't see the question mark until the end of the sentence anyway. You've already inferred that it's a question by the time you've gotten to the question mark. That it's, depends. It really. It's, I it's, mean, most of the time you will read something as a question if it's a question, but sometimes context clues will generally tell you that it's a question or not. True. But, but I, there's a I, reason we yeah, have the mark. I, I agree. Mean, I agree. It ensures that it's a question. I definitely. Can't, I mean, sarcasm. You can't really use sarcasm without punctuation. But we definitely periods and commas. <laughs> I think everyone can agree to that. That's yes. my point. We can all agree that we need periods and commas. So that is that. All right. Thanks, Alfio. We look forward to hearing from you more in the future. All right. We also have a voicemail here. Um, we're still getting um, calls from Anna, for Anna Martinez as well. So Anna Martinez, your creditors have been looking for you for years. Honey, take care of that. As please. soon as we got this number, we started getting calls for Anna Martinez. Did so, we inherit it from her? I'm guessing. I, I, do we have to pay her bills? Is that how it works? No. If you get someone's phone number, then you you take on their debt. They would love for that to. Are be you the taking case. out credit cards uh, uh, using our number under the name of Martinez? Why would Alex? I do something like Are that? You doing that? Why would I do anything like that, I Brad? Curious. Of course not. <laughs> well, it's what you say, but then you go home to your Anna Martinez suit and or, <laughs> I put on Anna Martinez. All right, so we got a voicemail here. Let's play this. Hello, Ramjack. Paul Mackey here. Um, so hey, you know, 
uh, Alex was talking about how he likes to like freak himself out along with watching a scary movie so that it's actually like pebbles and stuff. I kind of do the same thing with weird movies. Like I watched uh, Southland Tales while uh, very sleep deprived and hopped up on a whole lot of coffee. And man, that uh, that that movie was quite the experience. Um, so I recommend that sort of thing too. You know, get yourself into an altered state of uh, consciousness in whatever way you choose, and uh, watch something really strange and uh, and and good idea that way. All right. Well, have a good uh, uh, podcast, and uh, may your jack keep ramming. Uh, yeah. No, still not working. I'll figure one out. Bye. I like the suggestion. Mm-hmm. Altered states. Alex, your thoughts. <laughs> That's how I live my life. Watch strange things in altered states. <laughs> Give me those pills. I, I love when we got this voicemail. Yeah. Because it was like, yeah! That sounds great. <laughs> I have to say that I, I mean, I do have to be in a particular mood to watch something that's kind of B-movie-esque. Mm-hmm. But most awesome B-movies, like The Room, will immediately pull me there. Exactly. And you do have to be in a certain kind of state. Now, have I ever, like, induced, like, a state to watch a, a movie like that? Or, like, worked myself up to a, a weird... I guess <laughs> state of mind. Can't say I've done that. I may I may have to give it a try. Well, I've come to my world. But that's I mean that's how I roll with horror movies. Like all of them, I have yeah. to. Because again, some of the demon ones, it's like this is re- this is obviously not real. This is obviously fake. I can't be scared by this, so I'm gonna have to scare myself. And again, get may into I, it. May I just mention my my experience uh, with sneaking the vodka into Transformers uh, three three <laughs> D. That was a fun experience. As was the zookeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Which I watched sober with a whole bunch of children in summer camp. Different experiences. Different. different. Ex- that You could argue that was an altered state of consciousness. <laughs> yeah. So keep those jacks ramming, eh? I know. Are those rams jacking? Yeah. Oh. No. No. We'll nope. figure it out, Paul. Nope. Thank you yeah. so much for getting back at us. Indeed. Fun times. Oh, we have another email. We do. From John, the local here. Things I've learned is the subject. Things he's, le- he's learned things. With a period, nonetheless. That's, oh. that's, that's breaking new ground for our podcast. Brad, you're going to love the grammar in this email. <laughs> Alex and Brad. I've enjoyed the show over the past couple of months since I was turned onto the podcast, and I've learned a thing or two along the way, like when I watch Fat Albert. Uh, wait, side note. Alex, we haven't gotten a phone call from Fat Albert in a while. We haven't. I wonder how he's doing. Surely he's doing all right. Well, it's the holiday season. He's probably busy, but he, he may give us a call. Well, I, think, I think he may give us a call soon. If he does, we'll, we'll put it in the show. No worries. Um, but he goes on, number one, the things that he's learned by listening yeah. to us these last couple of months. Mm-hmm. I have a new awareness of racist flyers that could possibly appear in my vehicle as I make my way around Florence, y'all. Gotta watch out for that. I try to forget. I try to so hard to forget. Channel channel 999 on your inside. Sunday, Wednesday, some other days. Eeks. You're a fun bus. If you're a fun bus. Honk, 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 who's that? Fuck. <laughs> if you're a fun bus. When that happened, it was surreal. I was like, nope. Done. Number two, Brad. Okay. Apparently the perfect weapon to have with you during a zombie apocalypse is Teddy Roosevelt. I, don't, I can't talk about Teddy Roosevelt right now because I just finished the book and I'm kind of emotional. Would he be a zombie during a zombie apocalypse? Dude, I don't want to face a zombie Teddy Roosevelt. That'd oh. be the worst thing in the world. I feel like I feel like Teddy would come back from the dead, but he would just cure himself. He'd be able to fight it. sheer willpower. willpower. Yeah. That zombie's a little different. Muller! And just like charging through him. He would just like will the zombie evils out of him. Just like... Argh! And then he would fight him. It would be awesome. Number three. It seems that Heather Owens was an early inspiration for character Syl, as portrayed by Natasha uh, Hinstridge in the 1995 movie Species. 
Mm. I've never seen species. This what? came up like a few days ago too in conversation. Oh. I had to tell people that, and they looked at me like I was crazy. Alex, you you missed out, my friend. Species. That's good times. I'll have to check it out. Number four and final thing that he's learned: things, people, TV characters, situations, those you went to school with, etc., are weird. Just weird. That's weird. Weird. A bunch of weirdos. Weird. That's all for now. Keep up the uh, GSPN podcasting goodness. You son of a bitch. John. What's GSPN mean, you say, Alex? Yeah, I don't know what it means. Um, Alex, do you remember um a few years ago when we first, I think, really started listening to podcasts? And I was looking around to see if I could find a lost podcast. And we came across the crazy Jizo Lost podcast put out by the Generally Speaking Podcast <laughs> Network located in, like, Hebron, just down the road. No way. Those fucking fucks. Yeah. I really think if you look at Sawyer, he kind of reminds me of the character Isaac, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't like Kate. Um, I think Kate's Kate's a bad character because she doesn't she doesn't follow uh, the bizarre random morality of my Jesus. I don't think she'll ever learn to accept Christ's love. Ugh. You see, we look at things through... Hey, dumbasses. <laughs> don't filter a fictional TV show through the weirdo filter of your fiction. But they do that with everything. Why are you judging fictional characters on your weirdo fiction? Well, I mean, it makes sense in a way. I mean... Oh, fuck those hitting fuckers. fictional things against fictional things. Fuck those fuckers. And in a way, I think it may be good because they start realizing, well, wait a minute. These characters are kind of following similar arcs. Wait... Is Jesus just a character in a story? Is God just a fictional... Oh, there's no difference between the smoke monster. Smoke monster is God. Uh, my, my brain exploded. Those fucking fucks. They're still around. No so, way. What are they I doing now? When we got this email, I checked it out. Those assholes are still putting out like 50 podcasts. And like at one point, this guy's like trying to offer his services to help people start up podcasts as like a business. But that's not working out very well. We're just gonna take I'm a- almost scared to look. We're just going to take a moment to uh, see what the generally speaking... Oh, what if they're doing Belvedere? Fuck them. If those assholes are doing a Jesus-based Belvedere podcast, we're going to we're gonna go find them, <laughs> and we're going to fuck them up. Well, I mean... No, we're going to do it. <laughs> well, okay. We're, well, gonna, we're going to attack them. Well, maybe maybe we'll relax for a minute. Maybe we'll have <laughs> a general discussion. Maybe we'll shoot a shot across the ballot, giving them a voicemail. You mean a shot across the ballot like a, like, like a revolver? <laughs> No, like maybe more like a civil. Cannon? We're gonna get a cannon. Maybe something a little bit more within bat? the. Just... Well. Oh, Brad. I would love to see you play a sport. Like really, I just like if your life Never. depends on it, play Never. baseball, and you like swing it like a golf club. Oh, there's pictures of these people. Oh <laughs> no. no. Oh no. Those are Jesus, all right. <laughs> yeah, they are. Why aren't you looking at the camera? What are you looking at, you dumb fuckers? Jesus. We're an average American married couple with young children. We're passionate about sharing our lives with an authentic and completely unscripted way. Like you, we face many struggles and triumphs every day. We hope to be a, a source of entertainment, education, encouragement, and inspiration. We share our hopes, fears, strengths, and even our weaknesses with you. You get it all. <laughs> when you read that, I took it as, you get it, you get it all with us. Basically, <laughs> It's like, you get it all. Everything we have to offer. <laughs> you get all of it, because our lives are so empty. Like it or not, you are not alone. We are committed to building a community whose relationships are formed and built upon shared passions. At GSPN TV Community, you will develop friendships with others who either share your enjoyment of a favorite television show, the latest technology and gadgetry, or who are ready to get serious about the pursuit of a more balanced life. 
All this with a genuine faith that is deeply rooted, yet never overpowering in all that we do. Yes, it is. Bullshit. It's already overpowering. You haven't even mentioned it. Uh, oh, What's he's, the core? He's, he's the podcast answer man. He can give you advice on how to podcast. No, you can't, you dumb fucker. I love that they're basically ripping off the scheme that um, Leo Laporte and them set yeah. on their things with the kind of vectored artwork, which isn't copyrighted, but at the same time, it's 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 very grossly similar. Yeah, they're fucking awful. They're fucking awful, and yeah. I'm the podcast answer man. Ugh. Oh, there was a picture of them in like in a church, wasn't there? Family from the heart. Life, love, and the movies. Authentic life radio. Pursuing a balanced life? Family, work, Not ba- fitness, Wait, they, they've, got a, they've got a typo on their website. <laughs> a balanced life. Pursuing a balanced life. The full-time mom podcast. Alex, you should check on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you love learning about being a full-time mom. The community voice. My pastime. Balanced living weekly podcast about the church. <laughs> the almost daily devotional. Almost daily devotional, yes. <laughs> We're kind of half-assing our Christianity. <laughs> Just like you are. A podcast answer man. Social media serenity. Virtual assistant podcast. I honestly read that as social, what is it, social media surrender. <laughs> <laughs> Help, I got a Mac. God, you fuckers. Help, I've got a Mac? Uh, on the screen with Cliff and Stephanie. Twilight Saga podcast. podcast, yes! Okay, all right. We may have to. I may have to dip into this. Oh no! Do not touch the Hunger Games, you fuckers. Hunger Games fan podcast, Weekly Lost podcast. Are you still doing that? How is that possible? Really? Ugh! Fucking fucks. Desperate Housewives fan podcast, Grey's Anatomy fan, Doctor Who fan. No. Shut up. No. Shut up. Shut up. We're gonna have a podcast war with them. (laughs) I was about to say, is this our shot across the bow (laughs) of them? Oh, there have been many shots about them over the years, various places. Yeah. Lost but, but dude, yeah. we're a local. What if they challenge us for the city championship? Oh, what, are you worried? Come on. Brad, you don't know how to play sports. Oh, I thought we were just going to have a battle royale. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, you know how to use a baseball bat. Fisticuffs, I'm down. Trust, I punched a car. <laughs> yeah, that. car can't take me down. You, what, you think... You think the fucking generally speaking podcast network is gonna take me down they do have God on their side which means we're gonna win we got this <laughs> damn so yeah John thank thanks, you John. for the yeah thank you for the the message and that tangent that we just went on <laughs> yes guys thank you so much for listening to Ramjack episode 77 we love having you here um Brad and I love doing the show absolutely it's a joy every week to come over here and just watch some movies watch some television tell you guys about it exactly um you get everything with us you get it all with us. You get it all. Hey. Ups and downs, trials, tribulations. We'll give you podcast answers. Like not, yeah. And not rooted in faith. A not faith at all. A free podcast, faith some free. would say. Guys, join our Facebook group. Indeed. All kinds of fun stuff happening there. A lot of dialogue going back and forth. A lot of talking about things. Um, guys, you're going to want to get on on it. Get in on the fun. Join the Facebook group. All the cool kids are there. Uh, we'd also like to send a shout-out right now, once again, to our human, best human of 2011, Brad. Who World's was greatest human, Elizabeth Berkeley. Elizabeth Berkeley, thank you very much. Jesse Spano, Nomi Malone, forever in our hearts. World's greatest human, 2011. You honor us all, us humans, <laughs> with your indefinable qualities that make you the world's greatest human. Brad, wonderful episode again. Thanks for joining. It's always a pleasure Fun to time. do this show with you. Aw, shucks. Um, you too sometimes. 
But you got me intrigued by Italian food. Maybe I haven't given it a, a fair shot. Oh, okay. Well, let me, I'm thinking let's, now. Well, let's let's try some of this. Let's. All right. Just a little this. bit. Let me get a wooden spoon. Okay. All right. That is. Huh? That is pretty good. Okay. I mean, it doesn't taste like a Big Mac, but I mean, it's it's you gotta good. Gotta sometimes. It is good. It's good. Let me get more. Let me get another wooden spoon. All right. I'll just push it down. This is really good. Yeah. You guys, did you make this yourself? I did. You have to make this. Well, the sauce you can have. The secret is. Christmas time with another big holiday special.